Cinema Swirl, episode number 33, traipsing through Tinseltown and having conversations with formerly important and now thoroughly disgraced producers, actors, it's Hollywood time. Cowboy Kevin Mahan here, joined alongside my OTP and the man who's not seen any of those films, former Pepsi addict, current life addict, Sam Chaplin. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm alright. I'm addicted to life. I'm loving life. Oh, well, if you weren't loving life, it'd be really weird if you're addicted to life, wouldn't it? Like? Yeah. I'm addicted to life. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but I'm addicted. Are you happy to be back in the saddle of cinema swirl? Yeah, very, very happy. Get on board. Get on board, yeah. Get on yeah. board or go home. Did yeah. you enjoy Silence of the Lambs? Have you been having any Hannibal Lecter nightmares? No, not really. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Sorry, I didn't mean to answer the first question by going, no, I haven't had any nightmares. Did enjoy the film. Enjoyed <laughs> doing the podcast. Everyone's very nice about it. Showed my dad the video of Anthony Hopkins doing the funny dance so he could understand the reference. And if I could tell you something, Sam, thank you for showing me that funny dance, because I feel like I've got a reaction face for everything now on Twitter. There's a lot of faces within that video. You screenshot at any moment and it's gold. <laughs> and he's a different colour most of the time as well. That's something that doesn't come across on the audio. Screenshotting that is like sliding your way through the RGB spectrum. You can just find <laughs> different colours wherever you Screenshot on that is like shaking a kaleidoscope, Sam. It's just like, you don't know what you're going to get there. It's all sorts of, of crazy. And I'm very grateful for uh, Billy Cable of the Attitude Era podcast and also Scrumcast. Do check out his, his horror film podcast. He pointed out to us, not only does he look like a marionette puppet, mm. but there actually is a movie where Tony Hopkins, pro skater, is a ventriloquist. Yeah, I, I've now watched the trailer for that horrifying film. I just saw the picture. What's the trailer like? It's weird, it's yucky, I don't really understand what's going on other than he has a puppet and he's a bit scary. I think the puppet might come to life or he might become the puppet. Oh man, the puppet was him all along. I bet the puppet is the real man and he's actually the puppet. Probably. A few people sent in that. I think it's called Magic? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I don't think it falls into the prerequisite (laughs) category of Hollywood classic or cult classic because we here at Cinema Sorrow we don't just go for your big Barry blockbusters sometimes we're going for Colin Cun- <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we're going for Colin Cum <laughs> for some reason I don't even know why I feel I've used the name Colin Cum before and I don't know I think it was in Aliens it was when he gets all melty and he looks like a candle and he's yeah <laughs> Colin Cum He's back. He's a recurring character on the show. I just find the name Colin very funny. The very funny. I do. I find it's a very. Do you have that in England? Yeah, we've got loads of Collins. Colin. Colin. You have a lot of Collins, do you? Yeah, but they're all Irish, though, aren't they? Like Colin Farrell, Colin Firth. You know. <laughs> Colin Cum. Yeah, all uh, no well-known Irish actors. I was going to say Colin Cult Classics. It's a hard one to say. I am not going to call him like that anymore. This is the one and only time. It's a culture secretary Jeremy Hunt situation, isn't it? It Very much so, because, you know, we all know these cunt classics. These cunt (laughs) classics... I mean, and that's it, because it's like, it started with a mistake, didn't it? Because like episode three of Cinema Sorrow, we did Commando, and they mm. were like, uh, it's a cult classic, so it's okay. <laughs> and today we are doing a very cult classic movie indeed, Sam. Mm. We are doing the 1979 absolute classic 
five-star fucking Bobby Dazzler. I'm talking about The Warriors, one of my all-time favourite movies. Okay, I mean, I don't know anything about it. I've heard of it. You know nothing about it? Very little about it. I know there's a game made by Rockstar Games. Which, have you played? No, I've watched someone else play a bit of it. I had no idea what was going on. Oh my god, Sam. I feel like I'm a big jar, right? I'm a big jar, and I'm I'm a big glass. I'm a big glass jar. Full, full of excited liquids. Yeah, yeah. And I need to be careful because I'll fizz over if I don't pace myself here now. Okay. If you look over my shoulder, you got me on the big screen there, right? Yeah. Over my left shoulder, there's only some fucking warriors pop art on my Whoa, wall. Whoa, spoilers, mate. This is an artistic film. <laughs> but there's, it's a great movie. It's a great game. And it's a cult classic movie and an even bigger cult classic game. Now, we don't play video games on this podcast because Sam only plays skate. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. I don't only play skate. I play skate, skate two, skate three. I don't play skate it on the Wii because that's not very good. Now, you, you, play, you played the general Skrillogy, though, right? You, yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where it's all about. So maybe the Warriors, the video game, I won't be able to talk to you about. But Warriors, the movie, I feel that I'm very passionate passionate about it okay i didn't know how much you loved this film this has not been brought up to me before really you very much seem enthusiastic about this oh i'm so fucking excited honestly i feel like i've got a rocket strapped to me i first saw this movie when i was like have you ever do you ever have that moment in your life when you're kind of your very late teens where you have a kind of a hey wait a minute there's all this great culture i've not been enjoying and you kind of get into some better music better movies better games me for you would have been skate too, like. But like better media generally, you kind of feel like you level up, like you discover some kind of good stuff. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, I think so. With everything apart from movies, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Michael Owen over here hashtag hates <laughs> films. You know, I kind of had a glut of very good media come my way in my late teens, and I kind of experienced a lot of stuff at once. Like, for instance, I watched you know, The Wire and Twin Peaks. Yeah, but also things like The Thing and The Warriors and Westworld. And lots of really great seminal movies because I was very fortunate that my brother had friends who had really great taste in movies that kind of I got a third hand knowledge of and The Warriors was always one of those The Warriors was a movie which I remember hearing was banned you know in some places back in the day because it was about gang violence and whatnot. Right. so I thought I was expecting like kind of perhaps a very gritty movie but it's something else entirely now do you know anything about The Warriors at all? Honestly no I know the font from the poster and I know there's a game of it. There's a game of it. Do you know what any of the famous lines about the Warriors? No. What if I went, Warriors? Well, do you know what comes next? You know when the title comes onto the screen? Does, is it yeah. accompanied by that? Warriors! So, so that you know what film it is. That's the movie that you're watching now. Yeah, times when you go to see the audio described. Have you ever seen one of those, like an audio described type movie? Because, you know, you worked in the cinema for a while. Do you ever sit in those? No, never have. I've always been interested because you used to run an ad for it in our cinema in Galway. And they would mm. kind of go, here's what it's like if you have an audio description movie. And it's like, yeah. Shrek walks into the... <laughs> Shrek walks into the room and Puss in Boots is, is got a, an upset look on his face. And I wasn't even watching Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was like, you know what? You know, there's times in my life I, you know, I have bad eyesight. And I'm actually, I think I'm technically half the efficiency of my actual eye power, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not good in the eyes. I think that's happened to my MacBook battery. <laughs> 
But I always kind of worry that, like, oh, you know, maybe down the line, you know, my eyesight might deteriorate, like a lot of things yeah, yeah. do in your older age. But I kind of feel like, you know what? If a man in a nice voice can tell me what Shrek's at, I'll be okay. Yeah, I guess so. You don't, you don't know the, the famous phrase from the Warriors. Do you know what anyone in the Warriors looks like? No. How about over on the wall behind me there? Yeah, I mean, I can't see it that clearly. Hang, hang on, and it'll hold up the camera. Looks like a baseball man. Yes, it is a baseball yeah. man. Yeah. Do you know anything about the baseball men in right. the Warriors? I get it. This is a baseball movie. I understand yeah. now. Yeah. The yeah. Warriors are like a local team. <laughs> and A ragtag bunch. Yeah. Underdog team trying to make it in the big leagues. And there's maybe a dog on their side. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Warrior. Mm. Like, you know, tonight we're all Warriors. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, yeah, yeah. woof, woof. So you don't know baseball boys. You don't know the famous quotes. No. Do you know what any of the Warriors look like? Uh, I think I mean, some of them must play baseball. Do you know anything about Literally, uh, no. Who are the Warriors? Do you know who they are? I don't know. Do you, what are they going to do in this movie? Uh, have a war, presumably. You've no, like, you don't know where it's set. You don't know broads. You've never, wow. No, don't know the time period that it's set. I don't. But you were aware that it was a movie, right? I know the name of it. So, like, when I suggested you put this on the poll, were you like, yeah. the fuck is that? Pretty much. I, I knew about the game. Knew about the okay. game. Knew about the game. Oh, do you remember yeah. anything from the game? What did you see in the game when you watched it? Running around in, like, a dark alleyway, like, the, on mm-hmm. the streets. The streets? I think the main character had, like, a jacket. Like a, like a vest. A vest, yes, that's yeah, very important. Like a, like a brown vest. A schnezzy vest, huh? Yeah. Do you ever rock a vest? Only in this hot weather, and I do not look good in it. But I, I... said, no, not like a string vest, like, you know, I no, mean, like, like, like a, a waistcoat. Oh, like a Gareth Southgate type situation. Yeah, yeah. Only very, very occasionally for, like, weddings and other such formal events. The snooker. <laughs> yes, the snooker. Managing a World Cup side. Hosting stars in your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> apart from that. No. Okay, well, that's very interesting. You've got very little to go on. But Mm. before we get into the movie itself, why don't we hit up that old mailbag? We got a message for the last episode. You had to edit out, didn't you? I I did, yeah. What was it? It Very rarely this this show gets time-stamped so hard. Like, but... uh, It doesn't matter what the question was. What Uh, was the question? I was was kind of... uh, It was of the time, and now the time has passed. Let's see, right? Because you said it, and then I said something back. And now what I said is even more timely. That's the problem. Your question, mate, yeah. That was out not timely, but my response was timely. So you might as well ask it again. Well, the question... The question... Was relating to the World Cup. The World Cup 2018, Russia. Yeah, the World Cup. The England squad, all the lads... Harry Maguire, Trippier, all the Psycho. boys. Psycho. Psycho, Nobby. Um, Eric Cantona. Shearer was there. Paul uh, Ince. Gaza. Lex Ferguson. Yeah. Packy Bonner, he was there as well. He was there. Uh, David Seaman. All the, all, the, all the boys. You don't need to make up silly joke names, all right? <laughs> okay. All right, I know, you're, I know you're sour and we're having a laugh, but there's no yeah. need to fucking drag I'm their sorry. name through the mud. Yeah, with your funny fake names. Oh, Colin Cum, David Seaman. <laughs> like, enough is enough, yeah? All right? Yeah. So the question was regarding the England side and whether football was coming home. The question was, is it coming home? Uh, I think we have an answer for you now. Yeah, football is coming home. In the back of an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. 
didn't, didn't come out, did it? Ah, no, anyway, no. Uh, you're, you're coming on, mate. Uh, back in Abulus. Yeah. Do you know what happened when France won? What, what happened? I don't usually do it because mm. it's it's for the young folks, right? But it was very lit indeed. The live stream on Instagram and Snapchat it right. was. And the French side, they won and they picked it up and they did, picked up the trophy and they went, huh, I've got to say it, it's coming home. <laughs> right, I'm starting to think that France doesn't like England that much, well, Sam. I, I don't know. I think the whole it's coming home thing has been received as an arrogant thing. Mm. But it was more of a kind of glumly optimistic thing. Yeah, it was. It, that's it's ironic. I think, I think the people who were feeling that it's coming home was an aggressive or a smug type of a chance. Yeah, yeah. Really should have been doing their homework, Sam. They really should have been listening to season one and two of Cinema Swirl. You know, yeah, that's to really get the whole vibe. I mean, I, I not to say that we're like this generation's Badil and Skinner, but well, we are. I beg to be deal. I beg to be deal. That's all right. You go look old, mate. <laughs> I'm the fresh-faced one. You'll have a dirty soul. I don't care. Like. <laughs> uh, right, we've got a couple of emails here to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. This is one coming to us here from Armrick Sahota saying, Hi, Kevin and Sam. I just listened to your latest episode and had a cinema story of my own. I ended up trafficking 40 KFC hot wings <laughs> and two 20-piece McNuggets boxes in two backpacks into a cinema screaming of a straight out of Compton. Everything about that sounds fucking incredible the backpacks have been extremely hot and it was a summer day drenched in sweat in the cinema we still managed to have a good time as a lincoln student i must say there's not much fear about getting stabbed anyway i hope you guys can review my favorite film scream in time for halloween or whenever yeah that's very interesting there i must admit that's a lot of chicken there those are big numbers big chicken numbers. big numbers you're talking 80 pieces there sam yeah that's a lot how many pieces do you reckon you could put away? Probably one backpack's worth, I think. Yeah? I probably wouldn't go for the double. I think I'm a 10-piece guy. Maybe a 20-piece if I hate myself a lot that day. But 80 pieces. That's the sky's the limit there with that many pieces. That's that's a lot. That's a whole bunch of pieces. He said trafficking it in. like Trafficking, yeah. <laughs> That's that's incredible. He should be very proud. He should be very, very proud. Smuggling is a much more fun word, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. trafficking, uh, smuggling. Hey! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with a bit of human smuggling sounds like it's all right. Yeah. Human, human trafficking sounds like it's a, a UN agenda item. Like, they know? should probably rebrand. I would, yeah, I would consider that. Like All the traffickers out there, consider smuggling as well. It, it's romantic. It makes people think about Han Solo and stuff like that. <laughs> You, we got one here. You, there's a lot of nice things that they said at the start. Yes. Of the you want me to go? It's all very lovely, but I, you know, I don't want to be showered with compliments no, and go on no. about how great we are. Please do send them in. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will read them and feel good about myself. It would be wrong, though, Sam, wouldn't it? Just to kind of to read out all of the nice things aloud. So I'll just read it to myself here. So, ah, ah, no, ah, this is. You know what? I'm going to be straight up here. This is actually a very lovely message. I'm having a really lovely time reading this, Sam, actually. Yeah, it's real sweet. It is. What a laugh. I don't know, this is great. (laughs) This is great content. I know it is. This email is great content. But obviously, (laughs) if we were to read it out, Sam, it'd be a bit, you know... Yeah, bit, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be straying into any kind of ethically grey areas here. So I'm just hang on now. I'm just finishing up here now. And you know what? I'm not even going to read it a second time, even though there's a big strong voice me going, "You deserve that, Kevin." I'll <laughs> save that for later. 
Oh, here we are. Anyway, I recently saw Paul Thomas Anderson's sumptuous, if gnarly, phantom thread in the relative plushness of an everyman cinema in Bristol. I had a glass of red wine and sat on a nice sofa. My question is, what are your feelings on the upmarket cinema experience and what is your preferred film viewing habitat? Sam, what are your thoughts? Now, the reason why I liked this email so much was because it was very nice about us. And another reason why I liked it so much was that I have been to that everyman cinema in Bristol and had oh, yeah. an experience there. I'm assuming your experience didn't include red wine wine though no included like just like a lime cordial or something because you couldn't even get like (laughs) wow what an experience you couldn't get rubbish regular cinema drinks you had to have like nice posh drinks you had to go to a proper bar which you're not all about right i just want an ice blast mate but when i went in the, the seats were very comfy and there was cushions and things on the seats i think it was three billboards that i saw at the everyman cinema well you didn't watch any movies you just watched some fucking billboards hey! that's enough hey! Hey! <laughs> when we were there sat on these comfy seats with these comfy cushions and before the film started a young man just came out stood in front of the screen it was like hello i'm your duty manager for today fucking show off like nice to- <laughs> it's I'm glad you're all here. If you want some blankets, I've got some blankets up here. Just come up and get them. Mm. All right, guys. See you later. Enjoy the film. No one wanted to be the person who gets up and gets the blankets. I think that's, that's... really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Like right before the start of the film, be like, if you want the blankets, they're here at the front next to the screen. They have made the atmosphere of the cinema there feel like the atmosphere of going to a very well-intentioned aunt or uncle's house. You don't know quite well enough, but they're like, yeah. have, have whatever you like, guys. Yeah, seriously. Yo, it's, it's totally cool. Anything you want from the fridge, just go ahead and take anything from the fridge. But it still feels a bit like an awkward imposition, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. They, that, I don't like that experience at all, Sam. That sounds not my bag whatsoever. I would say my optimal cinema experience, and this is from someone who has worked at a deluxe cinema, um, deluxe with an E, by the way. Yeah, deluxe. Um, deluxe. Series. Deluxe. <laughs> I tell you, some of deluxe I got working at that cinema. Um, if you weren't better when you are working at that Galoots cinema, though, because that place was a fucking shit show. It was run so poorly. Bunch of brass-faced morons running around there trying to make that thing work. Uh, genuinely, my favourite kind of cinema experience would be the kind of comfy seat situation of a mm-hmm. posh cinema with the typical cinema snack yeah. and vibe of just a plain old cinema. If I want to go and get a pint, I can get one. Fine. But it does seem like a whole, like, it's it's this or that. You want yeah. the standard cinema experience plus the optional extras. If I want the posh bits, I can have them. If I don't, I don't. Okay, I get that. I get yeah. that. I think, like, my mind was blown. I moved to Glasgow in, like, 2010. Uh, my mind was blown there when I found out that there were, like, independent cinemas uh, mm. there. Like, I think it was, like, the Prince Charles Cinema as well. And London was another place. Like, there were cinemas where you could get a pint. Yeah. Which in Ireland was, like, literally unheard of at the time. It, like It blows people's fucking minds it does and like i think ireland has caught up and there are some places there are now some independent cinema places and some you know kind of cinema yeah, yeah. houses that do that but i remember being fucking my mind was blown that i could yeah. buy a pint at the cinema and then like go out during the cinema in the middle and have a, a second pint and then yeah. you know that that was very overwhelming it's very much a kind of a what don't get much better than this when you're 22 kind of mm. as i've grown older though i have to think that the allure of you know pints and alcohol at the cinema isn't really as strong as it was because a you're already being paid out the arse at the cinema mm. b you can sneak alcohol in which is yeah. what i do so you know, <laughs> that, that's just it but i'll tell you my ideal cinema experience and i don't mind name dropping them sam because 
because you mm. and I, we both have experience in Lincolnshire, as we just said. Yeah. Matter of interest, though, that man who just sent the email saying like, oh, yeah, I lived in Lincoln. I didn't fear getting stabbed. Notice he didn't get any of his chicken from Chicken Cottage. What's that yeah. all about? says huh? a lot. Mate, it says, says a, lot a lot about the prejudice that people clearly have about that fine poultry establishment. But speaking of Lincolnshire, I won free tickets an age ago when I was there to go and see like a movie with a director's Q and A. It was Cabin in the Woods, and I won a random you know couple of tickets. And me and Adam and our friend Jazz, we all went down to to see it. And it's in the middle of nowhere, Woodhall Spa, this lovely little quaint Tory town in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Robert Webb's from there, so you can get the sense of awkward entitlement that perfiates every yeah, element yeah. of. Of that place it's an old-timey cinema that was restored to be exactly like it was in the olden times i'm talking you know the, the days of the talkies you know the 30s and the 40s mm. and you go in it's this old-timey cinema in the woods middle of fucking nowhere you go in you can get tea you can get coffee you can get a cup of fucking soup they've got <laughs> your slushies they've got all your popcorn and all that but you get box sweets so you can buy a box of revels or you can get some american candies that they have in, and it's all very reasonably priced and the best thing about it sam you're sitting in that old seat and going i don't know it's an old seat i'm a tall man i might be a bit uncomfortable here mm. and then no they come in there and there's a man on the organ and he's playing that fucking thing they play the <laughs> organ the, yeah they're playing the organ they're right. playing in they're playing in the movie they're playing in the feature they're playing in the trailers and then guess what happens halfway through the movie i, I went there so many times with joe afterwards halfway through the movie you think oh getting a bit long in the tooth now this whole experience i could do with another cup of tea or maybe i could do with a wee halftime interval fucking man's back on the organ playing out the interval Woo! let's go and have a little break because obviously anyone who's going to come to the cinema would want to break in a wee in the middle and it's so good and yeah. when we saw star wars force awakens there the man on the organ played star wars oh, oh. And there is nowhere, I, I live in this fucking metropolitan delight that is Manchester and Salford now, and I've got big cinemas for days, and I've got IMAX, and I've got all these beautiful places I can go and see all that, but I don't get my break, and I don't get my organ, and I don't get my cup of tea, and I certainly can't have a cup of tea at the start and a cup of coffee halfway, which is how really I like to do things. Yeah. So that is the idealised cinema experience. Did you ever go? No, never never been. Did, were you aware of it, though? Aware of it? Yeah. Never went. No. But like, did, did you know, were you aware that, like, oh, it's a thing, but I'm not going there, because, you no, know. I wasn't, I wasn't deliberately not going, I just never, you know, had a, an opportunity to Oh, to go along. man. If we ever go back to Lincolnshire on a bit of a, a road trip, we totally we'll, should go we'll there. Go there. Okay. Absolutely. It's fucking great. We can go see where Robert Webb thought, huh, yeah, maybe I'll host that film goof show on BBC4. <laughs> One thing that just occurred to me when we were talking about alcohol in the cinema, yeah. something that I've always thought but never done, mm-hmm. was to sneak in a spirit, um, oh, very a ghoul, gotcha. a ghost, no, like a Blah. some vodka or gin or something, and mix it into one of the slushies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or I've mix never it done into, it. I, I, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. But I really uh, want to. I want an alcoholic slushie, and I've never had one. I think that would be nice. Joe made me have my first ever slushie. It was at, it was at a, a cinema environment. I had a blue slushie it was, mm. and it was very sweet. But the next time I had one, when I went to see the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I uh, had a little bit of clear spirit in 
there and it was yeah. a great time although I don't think the slushy can really what's the word the slushy and the ice basis of the slushy doesn't seem to be able to reconcile itself with the alcohol in there it does kind right. of put a hole in the middle you need to do a little bit of a pivot you know yeah yeah but yeah ideal cinema environment you know it, it varies from person to person maybe the ideal cinema environment for most people is unlimited nachos you know that's not mm. me though no not, not me either uh, have we got any Facebook messages we have I've just got one nice Facebook message here and a good oh, just question one, lo- loads of horrible ones <laughs> one, one nice one we like. got a bunch of shit ones mate but we got a good one here and this is from Ollie Hodges and Ollie Ooh. asks what's your favourite movie poster oh. one you would gladly frame in your house Okay. Ollie says that his is the poster for the good, the bad, and the ugly, but he wants to know what ours are. There's two would spring to mind. Mm. One, Westworld, the 70s poster for Westworld, where you've got the, the, the man in black, the cowboy, and the, the front who's kind of got weird laser eyes. And yep. it's just that I love that kind of the piped font, you know, that very 70s, mm. the future is now type. I love that so much. That is one of my all time faves. An ex of mine once got me a poster. It was like, I couldn't even tell you what country it was. It had the kind of, you know, like the Russian alphabet type of thing where it's like a, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it had like non standard characters essentially mm. on it, for, for at least for, for mine eyes. So it's either Russian or like Greek or something like that. And it was for Total Recall. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger just like having a bit of a look there as the, you haven't seen Total Recall, have you? I haven't seen it, mate. Not seen oh, that film. Oh, Jesus. That's got to be, we haven't done an Arnie movie in forever it feels like he says having done jingle all the way not that long ago <laughs> but yeah it's it's just like arnie's face and it's just it's fact that it's total recall obviously but it's all in this like foreign very alien right. looking language uh, i adore that i'm gonna go i'm good the bad and the ugly is a is a, is a classic as mm. the original star wars one is just like the old posters are absolutely fabulous they're the hand-painted ones and whatnot yeah speaking of that um i invested in a frame for i think what's referred to as a quad size poster so you know when yeah. you go to the cinema and you see all the posters on the walls yeah the big boy posters in the yeah corridor. the big boy posters i bought a frame for those for that size that's a big old poster and then invested in some posters off the ebay and the, the first one i got was was Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, mm. which is quite a good film, but the poster was one of those like lovely hand-painted... It was basically like I was just buying some nice art. Art, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really nice like snowy scene of this little cabin with some bloody footprints in it. It just looked really great. And then since then, I've swapped it over to the Baby Driver poster. Oh, that's a good one. But the one, like the first one, which is like a gun with the car as the bullet and then like an audio waveform as the smoke of the bullet... Beautiful. I just think in terms of design, it's just like, there you go, there's your fucking film. Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe rag on modern movie posters because they don't have that old format now of it is definitely going to be like this hand-painted, yeah. beautiful thing, which, you know, there's there's documentary, I think, about like there was like only one or two guys who were known for doing majority of those posters from like mm. the 70s up to the 90s. But there's still some great posters out there. I'll tell you another one which I do really love is uh, Akira. That's a poster I gladly have on my wall. Not seen that film, mate. For fu- Oh, my God god we've not done any anime on this have we no no i think we need to yeah yeah that's a good idea that's a very right. good idea and thank you very much for all of your questions comments and queries as always you can send over to facebook.com slash cinema swirl give us a follow at cinema swirl on twitter or cinema swirl at gmail.com that's cinema swirl at gmail we are about to get into a movie which like i'm worried how excited i am about this because Mate, you're you're a bloody warrior that's what you are 
Warriors and Machinette. Okay, um, the soundtrack to this is fucking badass. Okay. I think you'll love the soundtrack and the score. There's a lot of dirty synth, a lot of very kind of like... Nice. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of that, like, a lot of that going on, I think. Well, you said this was late 70s, and that's yeah. one of my favourite eras for synthy stuff, because that's, like, early synth. Peak bloops is basically what we're saying here, you know? It's yeah. peak bloops. Uh, so we've got great bloopy soundtrack. Yeah, and yeah. All, I mean, the score I, and the soundtrack as well is full of a beautiful fucking soul and rock and great music from the time. It's very much of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have watched this movie quite recently, because The Warriors came out on PlayStation. So me and Joe, like, played through it, and then we watched The Warriors. and in terms of kind of one of those movies that you worry has kind of aged a little bit I would say in the first instance this is a movie where there's a lot of fragrant use of language which probably wouldn't be bandied around as much um, these days Uh, maybe don't hold it against the movie just know that it's probably it's it's very much a product of the time in that sense I am excited though because I have seen it recently and I was kind of like no I still like this like I was very apprehensive when we did Lord of the Rings for instance because I'm like you know I love this movie but I've not seen it in a while and I had bad experiences with sequels so maybe I don't like it so much but you love this movie you've seen it recently and you still love it yeah and I've watched this movie a gajillion times I believe there will be many noises and silly facts I can tell you along the way I know the name of pretty much every fucking gang in this movie and there are many of them so if there's anyone who looks quite silly and you want to know I might be able to fill you in because I beat all that game 100% motherfuckers yeah yeah I I know nothing about this I really like I know you're giving me little clues there when you're talking about it i'm like oh there's multiple gangs ah, well, oh, i didn't know that God. i don't know anything uh, and normally we have like a bit of a, oh sam what do you think it's about i don't know some gangs i think though this is a movie that after you've seen it you'll be like oh wait no that's been referenced here i know that people right, have, okay you know, there are a lot of famous scenes and a lot of very iconic kind of looking people and yeah, very memorable quotes and whatnot like there's a lot this is in one of those movies that while it didn't maybe burst the box office when it came out it probably inspired a million directors who whose movies you currently enjoy, you know? Right, okay. It's uh, quite a formative movie in that sense. I've hyped it up an awful lot. It's time Mm. to see if those warriors will come out and play. Let's go do a cinema swirl. just came out to play <laughs> Sam initial gut reaction to the Warriors that was really good yeah ah, I'm so Warriors happy. come out to play it's good isn't it that's been used in stuff right you've surely seen that reference that's the uh, I, I'm not sure that's the famous line isn't it you know Warriors sure would you not come out and play <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's the first time I, I always thought like oh that's just a phrase come out to play you yeah know? it's more come out to play uh, like it adds a little extra syllable there to the word play yeah like someone's done, got a whammy bar on this lad like, come out to play <laughs> I'm glad I got my guitar knowledge right there. That is the correct, yeah, yeah. That's the correct yeah, yeah. Uh, axe terminology there. Yeah. Uh, starting things off, what version did you watch? I realize there's a whole bunch of versions of this. Yeah, now, here, here's where things get interesting. I went to a legitimate DVD shop, which I always do, listeners. And they exist. To get the, the DVD of this. 
and I got just the standard theatrical version. Plain old The Warriors, right? Good, good. Or at least that's what I thought based on the cover, which a certain high street secondhand shop, I opened the case and I realised that they just printed it out. They printed out their own version of the cover. No! And they put the ultimate director's cut edition oh, disc Oh, no! Did you watch the... the ter- Don't tell me you watched the terrible director's cut with all the comic shit. I watched the fucking Comic Sans version oh, of The Warriors. Oh, no! Sam, for fuck's sake! Yeah. Oh, my God! Sorry, folks. I watched oh, this. They say that's the director's cut of it. Yeah, it that's, is. What he, that's what he wanted. He wanted Comic Sans and he wanted Photoshop's like outline filter. No, you know what he wants? He wants it to be an episode of Zap from fucking CITV back in the day. They use Comic Sans font. Yeah. And then it starts off, all of it is like, all of the, like, it's like Zap, like they don't speak. It's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was some scrolling text at the start of mine and a big story about, like, ancient times and oh, stuff. Oh, no, yeah, it has that awful bit. So it's like, yeah. eons ago, ancient Greeks walked these lands of New York. The fucking, the thing says millenniums ago, and I'm like, mate, <laughs> that's not even the right word. Long ago. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ages ago, there was something similar in the past. Anyway, now this film. Do you really think, Sam, you had to go back that far to find people in a similar jam? <laughs> Like, seriously, this happens all the time, Couple I'm sure. of bloody millenniums, mate. Not millennia, <laughs> millenniums. This is more frequent than a blue moon, Sam. And that is... <laughs> that's absurd to me. Oh, I feel really bad, because, like... Yeah, I'm sorry. You're totally not to blame there. You've been fucking one-two sucker punch. Yeah. By a ruthless, underhanded, certainly nameless high street mm. shop. That's very, yeah. very shitty behaviour because that is the inferior version. I actually, I have that version. I might take it back and get my £1.50. I think you should. So, excuse me, you've given me the director's cut, which should be better, but I want the standard one, please. Yes, no, I will take it in ten copies of Gillian Michaels' The Crunch. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> I will have that exactly. That's a, Yes, I will accept three discs of assorted Friends DVDs of yes, various conditions. That's, that's fine. I will take yeah. that. Sam, that is bogus. It's absolutely bogus because the director's cut that f- it flooded the market and it flooded mm. the market after the game came out. It's like, oh, people like the Warriors again. Let's get some of these fucking, you know, spe- everyone loves their special features and all that. So they, they pumped out this knockoff version, which is, it's very hard to find the normal version now. I had to skip over the director going, oh, I don't like this thing where people have to, the director introduces it. I don't normally go for that kind of thing. I'm like, well, why are you doing it, mate? Why? He starts off his little <laughs> introduction going, I hate this kind of shit. And I'm like, well, why have you done it? <laughs> I had to just skip right past that to the main bit, but then it's got some stupid scrolly text. And I could tell straight away, I'm like, this is not the original film. This is not 1979 Comic Sans. That's so fucking shameful as well, because yeah. like the opening shot of the actual movie is the Wonder Wheel, which is... Yeah, which is great, but it's not that fucking stupid, weird comic shit it does. Like, it's a, I don't know, a poorly thought-out DLC for Far Cry or some shit, where uh, we can't do real cutscenes, so we'll just do this shit instead. Like, that level of effort. So it's a shame, because the late 70s look and style is the absolute strongest thing about this movie. It's look, it's feel, and that's 
Tainted. The little transitions, this transitions all the way through this and they kind of took me out of it. But I was aware, like in the back of my mind, this is not the proper version. I mean, that's the thing. It's so bad. It's not like, you know, if you watch like a Star Wars, you kind of think, is that what's, you know, you kind of think, have they changed this? How much is this meant to be? Whereas this one was very obviously the wrong version. (laughs) I did a cursory Google and it's like, oh, maybe I got some extra footage or something. It's 73 seconds longer than the standard version. Ah, you got a solid minute then. Yeah. A minute. I'd love to know what that actually is. If it isn't actually like a new scene, if it's I just... I honestly like, think it's it's just that fucking introduction at the start. <laughs> that is it, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's like right a minute, That's it? all you get. And then you get some fucking... Uh, anyway, enough about that. Enough about that. Let's focus on it. And Sam, let me commend you. Mm. Obviously, as being a top-level film critic here, being able to, to take all of that... Put yep. all them sorries and put them in a sack and put them on the shelf down the stairs. Yeah. That's I, I really appreciate that. But honestly, though, if any, if you did take note of any of the you know the top corner bits where it's like the Beano, it's like you know later that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they named a character I think before you actually know what the character's name is. Oh man, that's bogus. It's like oh, meanwhile Swan's over here, and I'm like I don't know his fucking name, Swan. And then later it's like, what's your name? My name's Swan. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they took that away from you. Yeah, because you happened the first time. I I saw that. I went swad like a bloody big bird. You <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> and I says, I says, air lads, get a look at this fucking frequent bird name. And we all had a good tear. And that yeah. was a moment. It was all written down, you know, Beano style. We wouldn't have enjoyed that. I no. feel you've been robbed. You've been robbed. Well. Do you know that this movie was originally based on a trashy novel of the same name? I did see in the credits that's like based on the novel. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like one of those ones like where we did Planet of the Apes where it's like, yeah, yeah it's based on a book. But as far as I know, it's kind of like a very trashy pulp novel that was just kind of scooped mm. up the rights of probably with a load of other shit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it is technically a book. Do let us know if you've read it and if it's any decent. So we start things off with probably my favorite intro in a movie ever. I love the big wheel, and you get all the bits of information about the big meeting that's going down, and you get to see everyone get the train. Yeah, and there's some nice squelchy synthy synths going on. Some lovely sounds here. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find the bloops? Did I promise too many with my bloops? No, no, I, I love the bloops. The bloops were great. The squealy, squealy, squelchy was good. They're just the, the, the 70s synth sounds. I just, I love it. I love oh, it so, so much. Good. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're a synth head and a, and a musical instrument boffin. Mm. So I was wondering, those classy noises there, is that achievable by any old Tom, Dick and Harry with a keyboard? Or is that like, no, you got to have the old Krog 16-bit analog old-timey. Because I remember Devo, I'm a fan of theirs, and them saying mm. once, like, oh, this sounds like this because it's a broken old dirty synth. And yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> The soundtrack of this sounds like one of those synths that's got like wooden sides to it <laughs> and like cables that you have to unplug and plug into different places in order to change the sounds. Have you seen those synths that are just like big walls of ins and outs that you've got to like literally yeah. feed cables into? They look like the machines they used to break the Nazi puzzles of World War Two. I love it. It's great. I don't know what any of it does. It's just, I think a lot of it is just press things in until it sounds good. Oh, you have to you have to change the calls is what you have to do yeah. when you're mixing those things I, around. I don't think there were like presets back then. I don't know. Maybe I've got my timeline wrong, but I think you just got to mess around until you get something that sounds cool. So what did you make to some of these gangs that you were seeing here now <laughs> at the start? We got to see the boppers. We got to see the electric eliminators. 
the tornadoes, yep. the savage Huns, obviously the warriors themselves, yep. then Cortland Rangers. They're all they're all there bopping around. Yeah. I only know the names because the, they expand all the gangs in the video game. Yeah. But were there any of the, not featured gangs, but any of the kind of the background gangs that you saw were like, hey, that looks pretty interesting or stylistically that's, that's A-OK? The Electric Eliminators sounds like a great band name. It probably mm. is a band name by now. Probably. It must be. I wonder if the Moonrunners is. The Moonrunners Moon Runners was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did get the feeling that a lot of these gangs do look like students on a themed night out in a, in a city street. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes I'll be out, like, late and I'll be like, oh, shit, it's fucking Friday night. And I'll see lads all dressed in, like, Baywatch gear or something. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, it's the old, it's the Bay Boys. Oh, no, it's the uh, purple silk waistcoat night. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, some of them looked quite silly in their outfits, but I think that's kind of the point. I love the silly nature of it. Did you catch the hi-hats, the mimes that they were knocking around? Yeah, they were cool. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I might as well say it off the, the get-go here, because we see a lot of these gangs throughout the movie, but a lot at the start. But uh, yeah. if you were to perhaps propose your own Warriors-themed gang and you were to uh, take over a bit in New York, what would your gang name be? Bonus round, geography knowledge dependent. Yeah. What part of New York would be your turf? Because all these gangs, of course, have their precious little 10 feet of turf. So we'd be the fizzy bastards. <laughs> And we'd have like big two litre bottles of Pepsi and we'd just bonk people over the heads with them. Would you drink it all up and get all like. Well, yeah, what, like what, our kind of calling card thing was we'd all stand in a row and shake up our bottles and then you'd be like, oh shit, something's going to go down because the fizzy bastards are shaking their big bottles. Mm. That's to kind of represent our energy. I see. About to overflow and burst into your face. <laughs> Now that that's very very intimidating. Uh, yeah. Would you would you hazard a guess at the bonus round? At where we'd be in New York? Yeah. I'd have to say Times Square. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that would be brilliant. And you kind of, that's your turf. You get off and it's kind of like, oh, wow, look, there's so much to do. And you're like, what are you doing in our turf? Yeah. This is fizzy. You better boogie on out of here, okay? <laughs> the fizzy bastards bop with the best of them, boys. Let's get them. <laughs> we're heavy and we're well known, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God in heaven. Well, I'm very impressed by that. That needs to be written. And you know what? I actually can't, legitimately can't think of a, like, of a gang that has... Times Square, like in, no. in in the Warriors, so you, that's like pretty much yours. Yeah, it's whole, thank you. wholesale. I like I'll that. Claim that turf. I would call my gang the Ghostbusters. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd uh, we'd just be in the library, getting into all sorts <laughs> of scams, like you know, entering into women's apartments, playing on their pianos, being very forward, very yeah, yeah. forward. You know, that's just kind of how they roll, really. So the simple rules for the big meetup. The simple rules are: Cyrus has put the word out. Nine guys, nine delegates from every gang in the city no weapons so you're not allowed to be flexing sam no you're not allowed to be packed yeah that means no guns yeah so flexing is being overtly aggressive packing having a piece packing heat yeah you be careful because packing heat all right and i said a piece but obviously we have some scottish listeners a piece is a sandwich and <laughs> is it really like, yeah, it is. Like, okay. uh, it was great. I remember my, fir- my first weekend in Glasgow and I was auditioning at the radio station. And the guy mm. says, yeah, grab me your piece and we'll meet in the, the park to chat. And I was like, Jesus, I thought I was you know, getting into student radio, not like violent crime. 
I'd, I'd heard the streets of Glasgow were rather dodgy, but I didn't think I'd be in this sort of scrape. Make sure you get rid of your burner before you come into this studio. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, no, I just <laughs> met a toasty, mate. Just put it in the bin before you pop in. You might get grease in the studio. But I think, like, if, you know, the bagpipe boys or whatever, mm. if they were, like, a, a Scottish gang, yeah. and they were told, like, no pieces, and they think, well... That's a bit rubbish. You're bringing us all to the park. Yeah, what are we going to have for lunch, mate? What, just potato salad on its own, you fucking... No! (laughs) And they're just thinking, Cyrus, yeah, some visionary hates picnics. Great, that'll work. Yeah, so Cyrus has gathered everyone in this big gang meeting. Mm -hmm. He's asking them if they can count. This is quite... (laughs) It's a very basic lesson. Cyrus is the one and only. They say he's a whole lot of magic, that Cyrus fellow. Is Cyrus just the, the boss of, like, the biggest gang? Yeah, the Gramercy Riffs, who he's right. the uh, boss of, he's basically, yeah, he, he's the leader of that, but he seems to have like a bit of a kind of a messiah complex, and he seems yeah. to be the only one with vision and whatnot, so he seems mm. to be like touted as this brilliant cult-like figure. And of course, before that, you get little snippets of all the guys' personalities. Was there anyone who, in the early stages, you were like, I like that warrior? I like Little Warrior. Oh, Rembrandt. Yeah, he seemed nice. Yeah. Really? Nice boy. Yeah, he seemed like a nice boy. I also didn't like the dickhead warrior. And you can tell very early on that the dickhead warrior is a dickhead. Yeah, very early. Ajax is uh, yeah. all all muscles and no brain and mm. no manners either for that Silly matter. sausage, that that boy. Do you watch Dexter as a matter of interest? No. Okay, never mind. I've not seen that Dexter. He pops up, the actor who plays him, he's popped oh, okay. up in a million things. like So yeah, he's, he's in that mm. as well. He's asking him now, can ye count his Egypts? You know, asking him there now, and he's proposing a truce. Mm, which is nice. It's nice, isn't it? There's yeah. 20,000 gang members if they count the gangs here. And if everyone organises, there's got 60,000 people. But there's only 20,000 police. In the whole city. So therefore, gangs can just rule everything. Yeah, and he is saying as well, it seems to be in this like weird world that there are gangs and then there are crime syndicates. So I think he's saying mm. that they'll not only be able to take over turf from you know the police or whatever, yeah. you know, they'll be able to outrun them, but they'll also be able to run against say, the mafias and whatnot right and and all that jazz now what's interesting about this is that this is obviously kind of a a weird like kind of alternate present day for new york at the time but i don't Mm. know if you know about like new york in this late 70s what it was like there in that part of the world no not really the city got bankrupted at one point and had all sorts of like really terrible problems because of it had a terrible mayor and whatnot and like there was like blackouts in the city because there wasn't enough electricity trash didn't get picked up for weeks they had to lay off like half the police so there was a lot of tension a lot of riots and stuff in the late 70s in new york but i do have to admit sam it does make my very liberal heart um, sing true when i see this quite frankly incredibly multicultural display of uh, cooperation and gangs and great colors great diversity and all very creative they all are they with their different uh, Mm. outfits and all that and very well organized and well behaved yeah i mean for for a gang meeting they've all kind of just like stood in the right place and There seems to be like little barriers. It was all set up like a concert. It was quite cute. It's actually set up better than most concerts I've been to, yeah. if I'm quite yeah, honest. Yeah, it's better organised. If they set it up like this, Sam, they wouldn't have thrown stones at Oasis when I saw them <laughs> when I was six. <laughs> no, and there'd have been some nice mimes you could have looked at as well. It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been great. Liam Gallagher would have had a great time instead yeah. of a rubbish time. <laughs> 
I'm sorry that we don't, like, explore the mime gang in the film. Mm, you do in the game. You explore them to kind of a ludicrous degree. They would have been very fun to just see in a film. Yeah, they're part of Chain is Soho, so they run, like, the theatre district right, okay. and all the art galleries. That's, I think, why I think people have such fond memories of this movie is because, like, you, everywhere you turn in, in scenes like this, there are these very vibrant... Uh, mm, very colourful very, characters. Like, whoever designed the costumes and the looks of all of these did a fucking fabulous-ass job. Do you think they'd have to say Warriors come out to play but through expressive dance is that like they wouldn't be able to say anything i think that would work you know i mean you got a lot they do look like like they're all part of one giant big andrew lloyd webber production don't they they do they do i think yeah. a, a warriors musical would would not be bad no and specifically an andrew lloyd webber yeah yeah warriors yes. musical yeah, yeah. you know I don't know if you've watched any of ALW's work. Um, Not that sure. much, but I, I I want to watch more. But I want, like, because he, he has the kind of trope of having like, a very intense narrator, like, coming on and be like, Joseph was very upset, and so he went to Egypt. We could have that with the Warriors, I think. Yeah, good. But unfortunately, this all goes awry because Cyrus... Gets, gets shot, doesn't he? He does, just as he's saying, can you dig it? Someone in the crowd can't dig it. Clearly not. No, unable to dig. Sam, what's not to dig? It all sounds great. Everyone was very enthusiastic. There was a big celebration. Yeah, we're going to rule yeah. the New York. It sounded very duggable. Yeah, I could have dug it. I could have. I was indulgent by the entire experience, <laughs> if I'm quite frankly and honest, you know? Luther's got a gun, he shoots Cyrus, but basically, one of the warriors standing there, face on him like a smacked arse, mm. and Luther, of course, goes, Where's the warriors? They did it, where? This Luther guy, I didn't know his name was Luther, I've just got him down as some little prick here. Do you recognise him? Mm, kind of. Previous swirl? A previous swirl? Oh, what? Oh, I don't know. I, I knew I recognised recognize him from somewhere i think i actually referenced the movie in the first part of this very episode when talking about uh or cult is he in commando yes yeah oh he's one of the one of the dudes isn't he listen he's the one that remember i said i'd kill you last yeah that's yeah, right wasn't it i lied but he was a warrior <laughs> oh he's a he's right snivelly little jerk isn't he yeah he's jerry horn in twin peaks as well the little oh. uh yeah little, uh creepy boy became a creepy stoner man so yeah he says it's the warriors sounds like an evil baby doesn't he yeah he does he's got a creepy kind of childlike <laughs> like, yeah I, I don't like him you want me to give a shit about boss baby have this guy voice him. <laughs> ah it'll be fucking well scary he yeah. sounds like a very mean baby, doesn't he? He does sound like a mean baby. Who does Alec Baldwin sound like? Some guy. I think that there should be a baby gang. Like, <laughs> they're all big babies. Wait, isn't that in Monty Python? I'm pretty sure there is. The, Probably. The, the, yeah, the baby, <laughs> the baby prank snatchers. Like. Cleon, who's the leader of the warriors, and particularly badass with his headdress and his mm. kung fu, he gets outnumbered and everyone says it's the warriors. He starts getting beaten up. You never find out. It's implied that he's either been killed or has been arrested by the police because they arrive. You never know. They're all doing the singular elbows together in one. Never find out. Never find out. So everyone scrams as the popo police arrive. The lads hide in the graveyard, don't they? Nice place to hang out, particularly when you're very sweaty and wet and hunky like these guys all are at the moment. There's nowhere sexier to go than a graveyard, Sam. Come on, we all know it. No, it's the hot place to be. 
Um, <laughs> the, the thing they mention here is that if the truce is not on anymore, mm-hmm. they're going to have to bop their way back. Yeah, bop their way all yeah. the way back. They're going to have to bop. They're going to bop. They may even some have to bop the boppers if they go round Harlem, okay? Right. And the boppers are known boppers, yeah. figuratively and literally. The boppers are boppers. They're not boppies. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? Those guys would sooner sing bebop than bebop, <laughs> all right? If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know how you bring this out of me. You're it is your it is you, just so you know. Your, okay. your <laughs> There's a lot of verbiage they use that's very, very appealing. A bop obviously you know means to have to fight your way through. Boogie is another good one for fighting. A flexing, of course, as well. You know, there's mm. a lot of great words that are used in this movie. There's also wimps. Wimps a lot. Wimps come up. That's it quite is. Beano-y as well, and it suited the comic styling of the director's cut. I thought they could have called them the Softies, maybe. As well. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great gang, the Softies. The Softies, from like in, yeah, Walter and the other Cuthbert, I think, was one of the Softies. He was the yep. the, the posh bash street kid. He was, yeah, old yeah. Jacob Rees Mogg over there. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, you're right! I think that comparison has been made before, that he's basically Cuthbert or one of the ones, yeah. The leader's gone, he's going to be Warlord. Yeah. It did make it seem like a reality contest, which is like, well, Cleon has been eliminated. Who will be Warlord? Find out next on America's Next Top Warriors. Rears. Previously <laughs> at AMC's America's Next Top Warriors. you got to find out if they're, and they do it again, won't they? Mm. It's mostly between a- Ajax? Ajax, yeah. And Swan. Ajax. Jacks, more like a jerk, am I right? He is a he's a jackass, is what he is. He's a Boom. right burk. Yeah, he's a burk. But Swan just kind of steps up. He just kind of fits that leadership role naturally. Yeah, Swan is very much the definition of you know the, the trope of the strong, silent type or whatever. Yeah. He's very fucking like sullen and quiet, cool, cool as a cucumber. This he's guy, a cool customer. Yeah, nothing sweats him. No bopper can sweat him. So before they leave the graveyard, they put a big W on the tombstone just to be like, we've we've been here. <laughs> The Warriors were here. Are they the only gang that begins with a W? Oh, no, they were the wankers. They, they oh, were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the West <laughs> Brummy boys, oingers, boingers. <laughs> yeah, they were there as well. Yeah, a couple of West Bromish boys. Yeah, apart from that, though, Warriors, they got top billing, yeah, I guess. Quite arrogant you know? to claim ownership of just the letter W. It's very, very arrogant. Mm. Or, like, he's called Rembrandt. Like, you only fucking do with W, like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other ones want to accidentally eat the paint or something like that. That's shit. You don't need spray paint to do a W. You can finger paint that shit. Yeah, you can. Very easily. We cut to my favourite place in the world. It's the Riff's headquarters. It's very cool and shadowy, oh, isn't it? It is. I'd love to have a Tony Hawk's level in there. You wouldn't understand. It's like kind of like skate, but really fun. And like... Uh, right, now. There's, there's loads of like features and like jackass is there. Okay. Is Bob Burnquist in it? No, but um, Boba Fett is in it though. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's Django. I'm lying. It's Django. It's one of the Fets. One of the Fets. You know, yeah. The famous Fets, as they know. <laughs> Another gang from fucking... The famous vets, like, oh, Django, Baba, and the rest. (laughs) So yeah, the Rifts have got a really cool hangout. And the guy is so fucking chill. I love the second in command, the Rifts. Got the big fucking aviator shades. Mm. He's got a jewel-encrusted robe. No top on him. No top, no deal. And he's got two guys with fucking silk robes, just like, here we are, coming down the freight elevator. Yo, Rifts, you're right. Oh, God, yeah, so disciplined. Yeah. That's the kind of team. The Rifts are going to win The Apprentice. Like that's. Yeah, just... I mean, I see why they're the biggest gang. 
Because they're just the best ones. They are. They're just they're the coolest. They've got their shit together. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. They're they're an organized gang. Like yeah. The rest of us are. Oh, let's dress up as mimes and run around. These are just like let's just be a great gang. <laughs> Lads, let's really work on the kung fu. All right, and let's really think about the look. Let's get the Fab Five in here and really have a kind of like what should we be wearing? We're trying to do a lot of kung fu. Could you give us an outfit for the beach later? Of course he can. Tan's the man. So you know, there's there's a lot of that going on here. You've got a very com- complete look with the riffs yeah whereas the rest of them seem to have just gone with the first idea they had <laughs> uh baseball <laughs> oh look baseball let's go with it Fine. so they put a hit out on the warriors don't they yeah he's like come here to me who are them warriors they shot a guy i want all of them so i do yeah I, alive yes if possible if not i would kill him would, bop I, him. I would bop him I would bop yeah. him is what I would I'd imagine so yeah he wanted to put a hit out there goes the words and then we got another very iconic shot here the lady the uh, sexy yes. DJ with a very brilliant voice oh this is great I, I love all of those shots of her just the, the radio bits are, are fantastic oh my god like gossamer honey that fucking voice goes mm. down it's beautiful Sam I would never say I'm definitely going to replace you on this podcast but if the lady from the Warriors radio station came available we might have to have a three way Skype call and she hasn't seen any films then maybe <laughs> but she seemed pretty clued up she's pretty clued up maybe yeah. i don't know it could be it could work reverse for her. i'd be happy to do movies that she's seen and i've not honestly that's how good the voice yeah. is all right okay i'm not offended but i'm just you know slightly hurt it's okay <laughs> sam if i'm it's i just, get it i get it i understand because yeah i came up with the idea first and if you had done it first i would have naturally let you go that's fine replace me with her that's okay yeah Alright. Next time. Next time there's a Next time. replacement you can have us, okay? Alright. So all the gangs get ready as they play the song. Mm. Nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. Great song. Nowhere. Oh, not love that wonderful. Oh, I love it so much. We get to look at all the different guys. You get lovely shots of the baseball furies. You get to see the Turnbull ACs, the first ever multicultural skinhead gang. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice in a way. In a way. It's kind of like Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how that kind of you know settles itself, but that's okay. We're you know that's all right. I'll take anything after some of the verbiage they use in this movie. Oh. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, we got a double whammy right here. Yeah, yeah, we do. I kind of feel like the only non-offensive way to do it is to do it in the voice of like a Bernard Manning or like a Roy Chubby Brown. Like, yeah, I hope we don't get fucking jabbed. I hope we don't get jabbed. We're acting like faggots, we are. Yeah. It's not great, is it? It's all Ajax, though. It is. It's all Ajax. And that is... Yeah. Actually, no. You know what, though? It's not. Because Vermin and a bunch of the other guys, they they say Jap all the time in it. They do. They oh, say, okay. oh, we're going to get... Yo, I, sorry, I'm going to stop saying that. Fucking hate. <laughs> it's, it's a not a nice phrase. And yeah. it's just a sign of its times, I guess. I guess. Yeah. 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 Turnbull ACs, baby. In a big bus. We get a bus full of boys. Bus of boys. Boy bus. These guys have got a thing going. You know, the multicultural skinhead gang. that yeah. also likes buses there's a bunch of big boys on board a big battle bus is what's happening here bunch of big ball boys on board a big battle bus bunch of big ball boys board a big bloody battle bus big bloody battle bus full of bats and they're gonna go bopping yeah big bopping <laughs> ball boys on a big bloody battle bus man. i love talking about the barriers it's a great time here <laughs> So, yeah, they got to get the train. They get sighted by the Turnbull ACs, and it is a very tense chase. I love it. Like, literally, they see them, like, Wah! 
They managed to outrun a fucking bus. Not bad. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever go, have you ever driven a bus? I've ever driven a bus. Have you ever driven a bus? No. I've tried to run for a bus and I haven't caught up to it. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, well, that, therefore, this is impossible. Well, there we go. <laughs> well, these, these incredibly fit age young men in their fucking prime. Well, they're yeah. Let's talk about another incredibly fit young man in his prime. And I couldn't get the bus, mate. So, you know. There's your myth busters, mate. Solved. All right. <laughs> Can't happen. I gotta go. <laughs> so yeah all right they, they managed to run a bus apparently making this movie was a legitimately exhausting like when they were casting it it's like oh, yeah. need, if you can't retell really a lot of the time the dialogue is like hey where are we going we're going back to coney island coney island that's where we live you sure damn right it is like the, the acting is pretty fucking shit for most of the warriors yeah bar one or two you know there's some there's some heavy hitters in there but the yeah. guys with the bodies the guys you can fucking run the the, the real studs they've got out here sam yeah they yeah. were really hired i think because they could fucking actually physically do this movie yeah they have some fucking energy to them <laughs> they need it big time so luther and the rogues steal some caramac bars and they start spread rumors about the uh, warriors on the phone who are they on the phone to are they on to the the big gang it's not said specifically i well, think they just could... put in the word out i think that's just putting the word out they could be you know it could be dream phone like <laughs> i know who it is but i'm not telling <laughs> It could be, you know? Yeah. Could be ordering cinema tickets for his mates. And they don't pay for some stuff from the shop or whatever, because they're so bloody what? criminals. Oh, they're so horrible. Yeah. It's his first role, actually, in a movie as well. Oh, He's, okay. He was that creepy from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. So they find themselves in a strange land, Sam. They find themselves in the orphan's turf. Oh, fucking hell. This this gang are just fucking shaggy from Scooby-Doo a whole load <laughs> of times. Copy and pasted. What a rubbish outfit. Just like, it's oh, so yeah, bad. Green t-shirt and jeans. That'll fucking do. What are we? Orphans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no parents. Yeah. Well, sometimes it feels like we got no parents. Uh, I mean... The lower back of the back of the shirt, like yeah. the lower, yeah, that is the worst place to put your font. Yeah, I didn't even notice it, mate. I didn't even notice it. You're drawing attention to their tattered jeans. It was awful. Terrible. So it's basically kind of shown that everyone wants to kind of puff out their chest to make out their gang is big and heavy, you know? Heavy and well-known is the heavy thing well that all known. these guys want to be. It's, it's kind of cute, this guy from The Orphans, because he looks yeah. like a fucking dog. He does. He looks like he's just, like, he managed to become the leader because he's the longest one. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly very hurt. There was a meeting and he wasn't invited. <laughs> What kind of meeting was it if the orphans were there? You say we're not heavy, you say we're not well known, and they're like, no, you're very heavy, we all know who you are, you're so bad, everyone's scared of you. And he fucking goes, he's like, yeah, we are bad and they're scared of us, you're right, (laughs) we should have been at the meeting. Who's that with you? Is it it? Oh, you are, because you're with it, that's it, (laughs) hey? You lads? Yeah, you are, you're... Big, big nasty boys, you are. And he got his little cotton, Sam. It's really sad. Yeah. There's something about newspaper clippings that, I don't know if it's me being a millennial slob, but newspaper clippings are always, like, really, like, funny and silly to me. What, just the idea of them? Just, like, anyone who would keep them or send them or, like, have them on them, like, it's a yeah. really weird thing, like. I think that's a sign that you're not heavy or well-known, is that you have to have, like, a little cutting with these guys. See? 
Told you. Like, the only newspaper clipping I think I have is, inexplicably, my mum sent me a letter once. It was, like, my birthday or something. It was, like, inside yeah. there was a letter. And it's, like, and I've put in a clipping as well. And it was when the then Prime Minister of Ireland, mm. Enda Kenny, met Hulk Hogan when he was in Dublin. Right. And it was, like, there now. And I just there's, have this. There's some news that's relevant to you. Yeah, but it's in the house now because it's, like, it's a piece of newspaper. So anytime anyone's going through boxes, it's, like, oh, well, this, obviously, a clipping is an important thing. So we'll just put that to one side. Right. It's so weird and oddly sentimental now. I feel I have to get rid of it, but I am can't. No, keep it. That's important. Can't believe you come through here. No, no, no permits. No parley. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dorky, isn't it? I'm parleying with you right now. We're having a chat now, mate. Swan is is a bit, you know, that that's a dreamy voice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Soft spoken, hard hitting. He could convince me that I was heavy and well known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your man though fucks with his fucking eyebrows and his eye rolls, tutting. Don't be doing that you don't tug on superman's cape and you don't toss at another gang like no. first rule of parlay so we get introduced to mercy who is seemingly like associated with the orphans and starts calling them chickens because he's like yeah you guys come in peace so you can parlay with your permit and yeah it was like, all going fine and then mercy comes out i'm like oh come on and they're like oh, we hate chickens what are you fucking doing stop that <laughs> stop reminding me you know she says she wants a vest for a payment mm. and I wonder this and Joe said this while you we were watching which was do you think that like with a lot of the, the gang problems that there are in the Warriors that the movie's trying to make out that it's like secretly it's just a woman going you know I want a vest or whatever or I want a baseball bat or a, a hat or whatever it is and it's like oh then big fights big bops go down yeah probably I think that's the main like root cause of all these problems is just they hate mercy don't they they really do <laughs> they fucking hate they her they don't like her to be sort of fair she does kind of come in and straight away just want to start shit she wants to cause a big fight she's a bit of an arsehole like a little bit to begin with she kind of emasculates little shaggy over there and says like oh you're not a real man it's like no oh, i'm gonna have to do some beating up to prove my fucking masculinity all right guys go get my boppers they're also they're fragile and and she kind of knows how to play into that yeah they kind of have implied that she kind of has all these guys around her little finger essentially yeah so they decide that they're gonna march right through their lame ass fuck territory and she's like <laughs> wanting a vest and they're having none of this because it's like i'd rather die than give you my cut those vests look expensive mm. if you're getting that kind of embroidery on the back yeah they ain't coming cheap ask anyone who's listening to this podcast who probably has definitely bought one of those and then thought oh actually that was really expensive in hindsight yeah. you wouldn't just give that to a woman who says oh can i have one of those please unless it's kind of like you really felt so bad and you're looking at it, it was like why did i buy that it's so fucking stupid just give it away <laughs> give it away <laughs> yeah if the lady in the charity shop is like that vest yo i want it i'm like yeah all right so i'll give you the can i do gift aid yeah <laughs> So they boogie on through. Mercy just decides to follow with them because they seem interesting. Yeah. Then the orphans all show up and they're like, look how many of us there are. We're so well known. You, you know? see what you get, warriors. You see what you get when you mess with the orphans. Fuck all, mate, is what you get. We'll yeah. just throw a cocktail at you. They mollied their car, didn't they? Mm, they mollied Mo- it. Mollied it good and proper. Yeah. It makes it sound a lot more fun. The orphans just like, oh shit, <laughs> I guess we can't do anything. <laughs> their plan obviously was to drive on over them like you yeah know? Uh, wonderful i love the orphans the orphans are my favorite <laughs> are they yeah so uh, would you say they're definitely your out of all the gangs are your fave in a way yeah because they're just the worst one they have no solid gimmick <laughs> other than their shit they're a bit shit they're a bunch of dweebs 
and they lose very quickly. They're a bunch of wimps, essentially. Yeah, they, they are a bunch of wimps. Yeah. I think you should play the video game solely so you could do the bit when you go to the orphans' territory because right. you fight like hundreds of them and they're all like the weakest enemies in the game. So it's like you tap them like. <laughs> it's fabulous it's great if you were to be a member of any of the gangs who mm. would you would you most like to be a part of oh that's a that's a tough one i think the the baseball boys yeah yeah they look quite fun and the bats are a good weapon yeah and i'd like to put some funny paint on and the i always like baseball shirts i think baseball shirts look kind of cool those kind of stripy ones it's a very cool look isn't it yeah how are you with a bat, though? I mean, have you played much rounders in your time, or have you... I wouldn't say much. How much wee baseball did you play? A lot, so, you know. Really? Wow. Well, mainly wee bowling, actually, but, you know. Ah, see, that's, see, that's, that's, that's not the question, Sam. Okay. That's not the question. I played a lot of wee sports. Can I form a gang around that? Did you do your homework? I played a shitload of video games. You know, yeah. that, no, that's not what was asked, though, no. was it? No? The Game Boys would be a cool gang. The Game Boys! Yeah. Oh, with a grey jacket with the... Yeah. Oh, yes. Bunch of nerds. I like that a lot. And you could have, for your shoes, you could do two nice purple shoes because they'd be like the buttons. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Another gang for you. They need to do a Warriors episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't even they watch it do. that much, but I feel like that would be great, you know? Yeah, it'd be a nice task. And at the end, you know, they have just a, a final bopping to see who's the best. It probably wouldn't be a runway task. It would be like the early task before they then go through <laughs> the run. You know, it still would be fun. I love the scenes where the Rift's commander gets like updates because this is beautiful, like bright yellow background that's obscured with a light and then like a shadowy head. I know they're in that kind of den, but like that lighting is fucking fabulous. Yeah. That's how cool they are. They know, right, that we're the best gang. And you don't see no fucking orphans with lighting like that. Like, like oh, that shit gang that are really rubbish didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, we didn't ask them to. <laughs> I love they have a network, though. This is the early days of social media right here. The page management system of the Rifts. Uh, they're not on Friends Reunited. Why are they getting involved? What's going on? These lads aren't on Bebo. No, they're not. <laughs> These guys aren't on Friendster. No. no, they're not there at all. How are they getting involved? They're not checking in on Foursquare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best bit here. Then she, you know, got another bit of the lady, the radio station. Yeah, put on that fucking awesome song. There is such little glory in a poor man's life. He works for his country and he takes a wife. But a poor man's son can be a hero in the night. With a fist full of anger and the will to fight. Seize this moment in your hands. Take it and run. There's a trigger in your mind. And you're running like a dog. Warriors making like the birds tree. All the time we'll drive the devil's tree. Gonna stand our ground on the side of time. Like the last of an ancient breed. Like the last of and i love that song it's a fucking banger so i'm gonna get the instrumental of that and put it underneath you singing it <laughs> and see if i can edit that together and sam sam could you put a bit of studio magic on it as well yeah i will you be simon cowell i'll be your one of many acts that he's you know oh if, if i'm simon cowell mate it's a no from me oh no when he said that, in my mind, inexplicably, the you fucked up music from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire played. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering, is it gone to the point now where Simon Cowell has got such a fucking sway where it's like, yeah, when I say no to me, 
We've talked about how nightmarish that music is. For it is. Yeah, it's it horrible. So yeah, Luther and the gang acting like dicks again on the phone. They're, the, the rest of the rogues are pretty upset because they're like, they don't want the warriors dead. They want them alive. And they're going to you know, rat out and let them know it's us. And he's like, react! And he's like, whoa, why are, you, why are you acting this way? Why are you so highly strung and having a good time? Uh, he's, he's yucky, isn't he? Every stage of his career, he's yucky in his own weird way. Like, yeah, he's yucky as this young punk, and then when he's in like Commando and Twin Peaks and stuff, when it's a few years later and he's a bit older, he's a fucking horrible yuppie. And even in fucking Twin Peaks Revisited, he's a crusty old gross mountain man. He's a all the life stages of of yuck. I know he's been a lot of Spike Lee's movies and stuff as well, and he usually plays like a horrible piece of <laughs> shit. Like he's just just like, yeah, I'm a I, I understand how marketable my detestability is. Yeah, I mean, if you've got like a kind of typecast situation, you may as well play to your strengths. Yeah, dive head first in, motherfucker. He's done music as well, actually. He's done uh, right. a couple of albums. <laughs> you better believe. I said that's something I think which we should try and do. Anytime we do a movie where someone mm. in it has got a musical project on the side, we should go out of our way to find it and listen to a song from it. Yeah, that's the only way you're ever going to listen to Steven Seagal's blues album that I sent you. Uh. So uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are at the station. The best thing about the cops is that in the Warriors video game, they would have a thing called the rumble mode. Everyone picked nine guys and you had like a big brawl. You could switch between your teammates and right. you had all the different gangs. and they uh, Like strengths. FIFA. Yeah, pretty much, except it was just a big brawl, a kick-ass yeah. brawl. And they would intro it with the radio announcer later. So she'd be like, the Van Cortland Rangers are going to boogie on down with the cops. And the best thing was the cops were a group. And so the cops were named like they were a gang and they were always called the cops. cops. And I've always thought to this day the cops were a little bit sexier now as a result of that. Oh, cause, just because of the cops. Cops. Yeah. It's like, oh, the cops are coming. Oh, Jesus. But the cops are coming. Oh, okay. The cops would be a cool gang. <laughs> it would <laughs> like, be. If they were a gang that would just dress as policemen. Yeah, but if they were the cops, they wouldn't yeah. be a good gang. But if they were the cops... Great gang. Great gang. Yeah. Very intimidating. Bunch of sexy snake-like cops. It's all in the sibilance of the S, isn't it? <laughs> it would all be in lowercase as well, with three dots cops. at the end of it. <laughs> and in the game as well, what I love, it, they emulate the fear that gangs would have of cops, because right. the cops are all crazy OP in it. Like, if you, a cop comes after you, he will probably arrest you and beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You can beat a cop, but you have to be really lucky and super OP to really pull it off. Right. And they're terrified by the police. They, they make the police out to be like proper boogeymen. They're fucking faster than them. They're all big, burly motherfuckers. They mm. tackle them to the ground. And then one of them literally murders one of them. Yeah, one of the warriors gets thrown onto the track. And it was one of the good ones as well. Yeah. He was, well, no, he was, he was parlayed rubbish earlier. I guess he's not that good. But still, you know. Onto the tracks, mate. Off you go. Gone. There's only seven of them now, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. We're losing warriors left, right, and center. If we have to get rid of the on this sign lads the marquee's <laughs> up it's not going anywhere I'm not getting on that fucking ladder I am the warrior <laughs> it's just no just me yeah I'm in my notes here I just wrote down cop train get on board get on board but like do you think the police have ever had like a train like that kind of goes around the tracks kind of keeping everything in check like a police train yeah like a bobby on the tracks you know like what's all this then you know well like if if there's a <laughs> Because they've, they've got the train. horses, they've got segways, right. they've got bikes, why not a choo-choo? The British Transport Police have their own little, little <laughs> carriage. <laughs> or one of them little gimmicks where it's like, you know, 
<laughs> the little pushy up and down thing from yeah. Yeah. You had to get along there. I'm just saying, get a fucking child, right? A child yeah. and ask him what are the modes of transport and they will go vroom vroom, mm-hmm. choo choo, baba moo moo, helicopter. That's what they'd say. Like that yeah. was the first fucking six. So why not? The police have got all of those apart from train. You know what's going on right now? Hoodlums on the Great British Railways, joyriding mm. and fucking acting like Egypts. With their tops down, tooting away, loud as you like, breaking the speed limit, no doubt. We need the police. (laughs) We need the police. Why have you failed us on the front of the rails? Yeah, the police. (laughs) You couldn't get on a train these days without some train coming up beside you and saying, everyone get off. (laughs) Give us all your sandwiches and very expensive crisps. All my pieces. (laughs) (laughs) So they get split up at this point into kind of two distinct groups. Yes. One group goes up and finds them baseball furies awaiting. Baseball bozos. We've talked a little bit about the baseball furies, but I mean, they're considered to be like kind of, I mean, that was the thing I was showing you. I've got that wall on yeah, the yeah. wall of a baseball fury. Not my favorite gang, but I would definitely say they are like the most iconic gang yeah. by, by far. Recognizable in the extreme. Yeah. What did you think of them? Well, the first thing that I thought of them was when the little Comic Sans bit in the corner came oh, up and told no. me the name of the gang. For fuck's sake. And I misread it as the baseball furries. Oh no! <laughs> oh and no! Thought, what? I didn't realize that was a thing back in the seventies. These are sex gangs <laughs> roaming around here with a smell of want on them. <laughs> they, they've got their fursonas, but they've also got bats. It's all what's going to happen here? Oh but no! My they're God. all just—they're baseball furies. They're furious about baseball. They're right well, miffed about the score of the big game. Were they scary? No. Creepy? A bit. Because I, I used to think they were scary. And then a friend of mine who got freaked out by them was like, oh, no, seriously, imagine if you were like walking home late at night, as you'd imagine, and you yeah. saw like one of them in the distance, and then they fucking started running at you with a bat. Yeah, it would be scary, wouldn't it? I would be. Yeah, I, d- I kind of found them just inherently hilarious. But now I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess any of these gangs in isolation at night, you'd be a bit worried about, wouldn't you? I really think the Baseball Furies are like me with spiders, where I'm like, I'm not scared of spiders. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not. Like, I, I genuinely am not scared of spiders. Right. Like, I look at pictures and videos of spiders all day long. But if a spider did stroll in here unannounced, I would yeah. be very tense. And I think that's what the Baseball Furies... No, I'm not scared. No, one of them... Strolled in here, fancy as you like. Yeah, if a baseball furry came in here. Cock of the walk. Uh, hang on, you know. I might be able to put the glass over it, but I wouldn't be able to slip the bit of paper underneath and chuck him out the window. <laughs> Absolutely not, like, no. I get to phase one of that plan, and phase and then two just would be... leave. <laughs> Move house. You're the glasses <laughs> problem now, like, you know. Yeah. Maybe you'll run out of oxygen. Just going to wait this out. But I think the one thing that goes against the baseball furies is that they get beat up quite resolutely, quite easily. Yeah. I think Ajax threatens to shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. It's going to lick him. That's what he means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get licked. Do you want to know something, actually? Uh, just randomly, I feel sometimes we get, like, good folklore, general good advice that gets passed around in, the, in our worlds, which should be shared cinema swirl. If you ever got, like, you know, very sore throat or very bruisy or swollen, you know, glands or anything like that, mm-hmm. and your face is a bit hot and you're a bit dry or dehydrated and you're finding it hard to swallow and you're drinking water is what you should do but it's hard to swallow yeah ice lollies because it actually gets brought in through the membranes in your mouth and cheeks and then it'll actually hydrate your face and cool you down at the same time so there you are now not bad nice little bit of advice doctor doctor i've got a swollen face ice lolly yes please silly doctor he thinks it's my birthday it's not (laughs) 
<laughs> it's only bloody Wednesday. <laughs> they beat them up. They beat them up pretty handy. Uh, they lamp them, mm. Sam, as they say in the. Uh, they lamp the... them. They you know knock them about a bit. They get their bats. Lamping is that something you hear often in your neck of the woods? Yeah, like punching. Yeah, give them a good lamp. Fucking lamping, mate. Boof. Yeah. Decking. They don't want to say decking. De- deck him. Um, biff him. <laughs> a great one we used to hear Biff is good yeah, yeah. We, used to, we used to hear Deck the Bollocks out here which was in uh, yeah. D- Dublin spark which means him out they spark him out spark him out spark him out sounds like fucking really like a positive thing got sparked out mate like that sparked him out I like the idea though of someone knocking the bollocks out of you like they hit you yeah. so hard that your bollocks like somehow just leave like <laughs> <laughs> open up a door like see ya like at the but hat it, and coat it's not like, like knocking the bollocks off of you it's out, out of not, you I, I they almost you, yeah. kind of just like ascend and leave they're like they're banished, we're, we're done like, here yeah. get out of here you're not welcome yeah. anymore <laughs> now the other group have got problems of a different sort and mm. sure they're only around the corner when Colleeny Jass or nice girls as they're known in English oh they <laughs> caught their eye they did and I th- the lads are like I wouldn't mind kissing them. Most of these lads are all, like, out for a bit of nice lady time. <laughs> yeah, nice lady time. Sorry, I assume in your... Uh, it's very mature handling of the subject there, Sam. It's a good job. Um, that's where we pay you the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought at your point in the movie, because you were watching that rubbish version, mm. it would, like, scroll to the left and be like, Ah, the ancient sirens don't tempt our travellers, will. <laughs> Sirens of the deep and of the mind and wines and spirits and jazz cigarettes they did offer and our heroes did did off take millennia ago <laughs> as they did today on this night of nights. Why is that bit in it at the start? I, it's I'm so still... fucking... At least do it again, like. <laughs> yeah. Now give us the laugh at least. So one group's been kind of enticed by some nice young ladies. Yeah. And the other group is still in the park from the baseball bozos, right? Yeah, and they've kind of, just after, you know, lamping all them, they've all got baseball bats, and then Ajax's like, now I'm going to get me some sweet candy. Well, he sees a, a nice lady on her own. Yeah. Yeah, in a park at night. Colleen Jass Awan, one nice girl. Yes. Oh, this feels like duolingua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do a little bit more of the Irish without learning anymore. That's I'm just trying right. to say what I remember. I'm not yeah. gonna learn it like a fucking loser. Like what? no, just come on, say what you already know. <laughs> if I if more. I was to learn the language, I'd learn the language of programming and machines. You know, because mm. uh, that's the language of the future, mate. But I'm not gonna learn that either. Because what, what am I? It's fucking, really hard. <laughs> yeah, what is it it's like? Really hard to learn. Pretty much, Ajax attempts to. I mean, you could say he attempts to rape her. He, he gets very rough and yeah. physical with her. I misremember this as being like, oh, she's an undercover cop, but it's not. She's just a very, very, like, well-prepared woman who's got a pair of handcuffs and a rape whistle who manages to oh. link him on to the... Or, or was she uh, an undercover cop? And maybe I misread it as well. That was my, like, takeaway from it, that she was doing this as an undercover thing. Yeah, or and that she was actually out for a good time, and it was just like, no, actually, change course, let's teach this lad a lesson. Yeah, I thought she was maybe, like... Because she seemed very willing to go along with this fucking... Bullshit, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, want to show me how you your big muscles, mate? Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. going to choke you, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're um, pretty big, I guess. I thought she was a police lady, but maybe she just had some handcuffs. I think in this version of New York at this time, they're quite wise, really. Maybe it'd be like, Ed Lou, the police officer did come <laughs> forth. 
<laughs> millennia ago. <laughs> he gets arrested, he gets bopped. Yeah, he gets caught in a creep trap, pretty much. He calls the cop a wimp before being taken away. And this is a bit of police brutality I didn't mind watching, actually, if I'm honest. It's the yeah, only bit. No, only- I'm glad he gets taken out of the equation quite early on. It's, it's the only bit of police brutality I've ever actually, you know, enjoyed, I think, in, in retrospect, uh, fictional yeah. or otherwise. After he's gone, the, there's a word we just never hear again, and it's great, and I'm just, you know, I'm happy. He's good. That's one warrior we could do without, actually. Yeah. Warriors are not about that. I don't know what they are about. <laughs> they're, not, not they're not about that. They're about Coney Island, Sam. Coney Island's where there's a fun fair. They're about having a good time. I'm not sure what their motivations or, like... Corn dogs. Sweet, sweet corn dogs. Yeah, big wheels. So Swan and Mercy are chased by a Bobby on the beat. Mm-hmm. He wants to know what all of this is then, pretty much. And uh, they run down a train tunnel to escape from him. Meanwhile, the boys are seduced as they smoke their jazz cigarettes and listen to electric guitar music. Mm. Yeah, they get taken into a, a, a lady house. <laughs> the house of ladies. Yeah, it was a house that like, just a bunch of ladies in it yeah having a good time they do the same thing where they're like oh you're pretty well known you you guys are a heavy gang yeah you're with us I've seen this paper clipping here actually all these fucking stupid men always fall for just being told like you're really good and well known they go, yeah, we are, okay, let's go this way. Like, that's just the easiest way to manipulate any of these gangs, is to be like, you're bad and heavy and well-known. I think, Sam, it's time for, if you don't mind, like, hang on. Oh, all right, here. Oh, ouch. I'm set up, I'm set up. I was going to try and do a little bit of film criticism and analysis. Yeah, sure. I thought I'd have a, a whirl at it. All right. But for a movie that on surface is very much a macho-masculine type affair, mm. oh, it doesn't half show the frailty of the masculine condition. Yep, they're all very fragile people. I'm back in my comfy seat now. It's all right, I can all stop right, let's that. talk about the silly gangs again. All right, let's talk about the silly <laughs> gangs again. They were smoking doinks with these girls. It was really funny. Swan and Mercy have an incredibly tense subway tunnel chair. It's like pretty much all dates that guys like this probably have, where they walk in, like, despising the thing they desire. <laughs> yeah. Swan's meant to be this, like, cool cucumber. He's he's the most fucked up after Ajax, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. He's, he can be a real jerk. He tries to be a bit Clint Eastwood, I think, where he's like, I don't like the way that you live. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't come off as well, does it? No. No. More like Clint Westwood, you know? It's... it's- <laughs> You know, <laughs> trying to be Clint Eastwood, coming off a little bit shit like Tim Westwood. When he says that, she's quite rightly just like, all right, mate, fuck you. Like, I like the way I live. I want to live now. I don't want your stupid life. Yeah, you're not going to take fucking life lessons from a gang member wearing a silly vest. Who's yeah, like, wearing a vest and no shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the best guy for how to live, mate. Yeah, fucking stay you. No proper top on you. Running around. Your fucking mother, her heart will be broken in smithereens at will with that fucking carry on. And of course they kiss then, because like... Yeah, they do a kiss, and then he's a bit more of a jerk, and then they do a big kiss. Yeah, she kisses, like, did you like it? And he's, like, fucking stunking around like a fucking moping idiot. How old is he supposed to be? I don't know. It's weird, because at one point, I think Vermin or Cowboy, one of them mentions, like, oh, you know, or he says to the orphans, like, oh, yeah, our youth worker talks about you all the time. Now, I'm not sure if that was tongue-in-cheek or if it's, like, the warriors are meant to be, like... Teens. Teens, like, 18, like, still in the system, kind of... I've realised that this film reminds me a bit of the earlier parts of A Clockwork Orange. Absolutely. Scary young gangs just running around, running amok. Half the listening audience going, we won't be getting that episode then. No, sorry, I have seen it. I saw it when I was very young. Too young. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it actually was able to warp you properly then. Yeah, had it on a VHS, which is like plain white and it kind of... 
scooped open. It was it was great. Came in a box of milk just floating. Yeah. On top. It was absolutely horrible. But yeah, of course they kiss and of course they fucking act even more fucking horrible after the second kiss and then he's like, I don't like you. You should take off. Well, sure. He is like the cat that has got the cream, isn't he? Oh, he's got the shift, he says. He's got it so he'll be on his fucking way. He's got the cream and then he tells the cream to fuck off. Like, what's his deal here? What's his deal like? All right, mate. We all love a good kiss. Don't get me wrong. Like. Sure. I agree. <laughs> Sp- speaking of shifting, we back to fucking Snog City, USA over here at the yeah. party. And now, the gang is called the Lizzies. Mm. And they do the thing with Rembrandt's walking around. He's fixated on watching that the two women are dancing ever closer and whatnot. Yeah. Now, forgive me for the take, maybe taking a, a crass assumption, but I thought that they were implying that it was a lesbian girl gang and that this was all a facade, this kind of luring the men and seducing them even more so because they very clearly have a good enough time bopping amongst themselves. No, I thought that too. Okay, yeah. When is it Rembrandt the the little warrior? Little warrior. Little one, sweet one. And he's like, This nightclub is not this lesbian it's, nightclub. He's fucking is Homer not Simpson. Yeah. Like not quite getting what's going on. <laughs> Enjoy your death trap, ladies. <laughs> but it turns out they're packed. Yeah, they're fucking badass, you know. They're great. In the game, because there's very little use of guns in the game, uh it's not really a mechanic. so you like this is like a cutscene pretty much. But yeah, in the movie, they're fucking they've got loads of guns and knives and they're fucking shooting. Yeah shit up they know what they're doing yeah they played the long con here it almost makes up for like what a fucking run-of-the-mill bad character that mercy is i think in Mm. that i like these fucking this gang is awesome they're like my badass they're probably my second favorite gang after the riffs and that's just because the riffs just objectively are the best as we've already discussed yeah yeah yeah. i think a recurring plot here is that all these men just like underestimate any woman who turns up yeah any woman who turns up actually gets like one over on everyone in this movie Everyone. everyone Every time a, a female character turns up, they just like a better bunch <laughs> of do better than these idiot men. Better than these wimps, these idiot yeah. wimps. Police lady, mercy, and this gang. That's very true. They always get underestimated by men, and then they they get one over on them. It's not as much of a sausage fest as I had. Re- I, that's something going and watching. I was thinking, Mercy reminds me a lot of like the female character in uh, like the single female character in mm. Predator, for instance. And that it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, here she is. We don't like her. She's tagging along, and in the end, we'll kiss probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of did when she first came along. She was the first female character who said anything. I thought, mm. ah, okay. But it's not. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's not as bad as some films have been. Swan is a bit of a lone wolf at the moment, so I know that is a mixed metaphor. I uh, apologise. Mm. Mixed me groups of animals there. But he's stalked by a man in rodeo skates. Uh, mm. the, the punks who come from the Bowery, they like to wear roller skates and denim overalls. <laughs> I've written here, oh, for fuck's sake, there's a roller skate gang. <laughs> because, like, of course there is. I've ever asked you if you've ro- have you roller skated. Yes. Oh, man, it's fucking I've rollerbladed. Oh, sorry, yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? Yeah. And I should know this because Joe has both roller blades and roller skates, so... Yeah. Roller skates are for, let's face it, dorks. Um, Whoa! Blades are for the cool kids. Sam, Blade, Laser, and the rest of the cool kids are going to go blading this weekend. What I would do is i put my roller blades on and then ride a skateboard at the same time. Wow. I bet you Dangerous. didn't clean your room either, huh? No, I didn't do that. Listen to Papa Roach. Yeah. Alien Ant Farm is my Bible study. Yeah. The only holy Bible I'm going to read is the Manic Street Preacher's Holy Bible, which is actually a pretty good album. I'm yeah, it's using it in this analogy, maybe. <laughs> it's not applicable in this, is it? No. Um, 
<laughs> but wait, how competent were you at blading? When did you blade? Not, no, I was very bad. I wasn't very good. I was all right at skateboarding. What, you got the blades and then you had a whirl with them and it's like, oh, this ain't for me. Let's go skating instead. What, how did it go down? I, I skateboarded first and then thought, oh, maybe I can just do all the extreme sports. Let's get some blades. And was that video games that made you go, yes, absolutely, that's, this is for me, like... Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was the thing that made me think, oh, I want to do skateboarding. And I did, and it was, it was fun. Didn't do many 900s, gotta say. Were many ollies? A few ollies, yeah. Hey, I had chicken dives, I'm talking about nose dives, Sam's skating career, you see what I'm saying? Pfft, yeah, well, you know, I went on a hiatus. Did you ever grind? Yeah, I, I ground. Did you? <laughs> yeah. How how many, how many meters? Two, probably. How many secret videotapes did you unlock? Depends on how much you wax the rail. Oh, I got you, I got I you. Put wax on the rail. Wait, did, you, did you actually do that? Yeah. You brought a special wax with you? Yeah, yeah. What, like you wax know. from home or a special... No, you'd go to the skate shop and you'd get the skate wax. This is a whole fucking new podcast. You'd get lube for your bearings. Has anyone got a fucking skateboard movie so we can just talk about this obviously never discussed chapter of Sam Chaplin's life? There's Lords of Dogtown, which I haven't watched. It's not a classic, but... <laughs> It's got Mitch Hedberg in it. Well, I, all briefly. I'll say, Sam, is I hope you don't die before you wake, because at least in heaven <laughs> you'll still probably not want to skate. Like <laughs> Heaven is a half pipe. So the punks come up and get them in, in the bathroom. The warriors are all reunited, and they're like, ass, so few of us have returned from ancient Greece. Everyone is pretty disappointed, because, you know, the membership rates have dropped off. That means the rates are going to go down, and, yeah. you know, it's bad for everyone. And they've lost a bunch of jackets, haven't they? They have, yeah. And then we have a great job. Jolly big dust-up in yes. the uh, uh, fracas, I would say, Sam, I'd go as far as to call this. In the bathroom, this is my favourite fight scene in the movie. They smash every piece of goddamn porcelain in it. I love it. It's a big bathroom bust-up, in it? What do you think of the fight scenes in this? I think this one in particular is very well choreographed and shot. It just looks great. Um, every part of it is just fun. Because everyone looks so fucking exhausted all the time. Because they're yeah. probably like running around all the time shooting this movie. Yeah, yeah. You get that real feel of like, it's not like, you know, perfect Arnold Schwarzenegger having his fight where he's been sprayed with a bit of sweat these ads are fucking gassed these fucking are tired tired toys. men fighting yeah. their fucking hearts and it's really believable they're covered in bruises they're sweating they're all fucking beat up and shit like they are exhausted at the end of this and they come out all boshed up to bollocks as they get on the train with this young couple which makes for an awkward moment sort of poshos get on the train don't they Paul Giamatti like <laughs> <laughs> It does look like him, doesn't it? Doesn't it, yeah. Uh, uh, and they look all judgy at how mucky Mercy and Swan are. Yeah. So looking at her mucky feet. They've not been in a dust-up, mate, though, have they? They've been in a no, dance-off. It's two different things. Yeah, two different things. You shouldn't compare the two. But then they kind of get off the train. I think they're a bit intimidated, aren't they? Yeah, those, have you ever done that? Been intimidated by a group on like a train or anything like that? Cause... No, I don't think I have. I think I'm too brave. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... This movie has obviously a lot of scenes on the subway and whatnot, and I'm trying mm. to think if you ever had any, like, I don't know if it happens over in America, but over here in England, I've been pretty shocked sometimes when I've seen, like, the fucking debauchery I've seen on some trains. And oh, the there's sh- some proper arseholes on trains. Like, yeah. people take the train is like, it's the fucking bar, it's like drink o'clock, like. Yeah, it's still kind of mad to me that you can drink on trains, I get why you can. Like, nine in the morning I've seen people just necking, like, fucking it's like nine it in the morning, like. to be able to drink on a train. I see 
see people like when I get like a little train back from like Manchester to the suburbs, and it's like twenty minutes, and there'll be people lamping fucking cans of, of beer on it, like literally, like oh, the big train journey home. It's like, hang on, you're not London to Cambridge, right? <laughs> hey? It's not like, oh, what a big train journey. I need to have a... F- you don't have enough time to drink. Like, they have to, like, chug because there's not enough time on yeah. the train to drink it. <laughs> like, that's literally your body and drink telling you it's not going to do They're not going to listen to that. Have you ever had seen any, like, fracas or fights or anything like that? I've had people escorted off trains when I was in Scotland. I don't think so. I've seen people be loud and annoying and get into a bit of an argument with other people on a train i've seen mostly football people football mad football crazy bloody people uh, they just love the beautiful game and they yeah. get a bit a bit too passionate all us at their meat pie sausage roll all over yeah. themselves like oh come on come on england give us a goal and we're, we're not even Ooh. playing they're not even playing <laughs> yeah yeah we're on a train this have we got a corner it doesn't know. matter i don't like, they've not it's not they're not playing they're not playing no but they they still they've got too much enthusiasm for the game. Much like Mona Lisa, the game was too beautiful. <laughs> and that's why it was never meant to be. Arrive in the big CI. It's Coney Island time. It looks great in the morning. It looks really kind of grotty. Mm, I love seeing that. That reminds me of like being young and drinking out late until the sun came up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hearing the birds and going, why are they? Oh, it's birds. Oh, I've been off all night. Guess there's no tomorrow. That's great. You ever get that feeling where it's like, there's literally no tomorrow now? Because yeah, I've powered through. Only today. This usually when the credits are meant to roll, but they never do. Not what, in real life? <laughs> in real life, yeah. Yeah, no, what happens then is you just go home and you're absolutely knackered and you have to pretend to not be absolutely knackered. And then you do a big shit. Yeah. <laughs> big black shit. It's horrible. <laughs> And that's why we don't do it anymore. So Swan is the worst day ever. He like finds a flower and gives it to Mercy. And he's like, man, only going to waste. I'm not gay or anything. Whatever. Yeah. You know what, Sam? I'll tell you something for nothing. How come us blokes can't enjoy a nice gift of flowers? What's that all about? I feel it's a whole world that's shut off to us. What, just receiving flowers? Yeah. Um. I mean, it happens when we die. I guess, but I don't want to wait that long. No. Like, I kind of feel like I'd like the challenge of looking after a bunch of flowers. Right. I'd like vast responsibilities, you know? When you say it like that, I start to realise why we might not be trusted with flowers. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. I can't take care of myself, you know, let alone some beautiful things. You can take care of Miles. He's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he is a beautiful thing. And, you know, I can take care of him. But a lot more uh, self-reliant an animal than uh, flowers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tweet us in your thoughts. Have you gotten flowers recently? Send us in your flowers. <laughs> That's, to cinemasworld at gmail.com. Yes! <laughs> send in your flowers. Yes. We've done it, Sam. This is just send, great. send us an e voucher for some flowers, and I'll, I'll gladly have some flowers. I gladly eat as many flowers as it takes to break the stigma. Yeah. You know, one bunch at a time. We'll live stream it. <laughs> we'll just eat some flowers. So Swan is pretty down on Coney. He's like, Ugh, what a dub. You know, he's like, mm. why did I bother like fighting all night to get back here? It's like, this is what I come home to. And he's a bit of a downer the whole time as well. Like, because he doesn't like ever recognize as a leader any opportunities, you know, to be like, we should be happy with our success. Or that was a good job. Anyone, he never motivates the team on the task. No. And now he's here looking Lord Sugar right in the eye saying, what up, old man? You look fucking rubbish. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not one of the ones who say, like, I'm a lot like you, Lord Sugar. I started out doing, you know, that's worse to me. I'm a lot like you, Lord Sugar. I, too, hate people from Senegal. Oh, yeah, Jesus. (laughs)
<laughs> just don't go on his Twitter. It's just not. don't. I thought, oh, this will be a laugh. It wasn't. <sighs> no. <laughs> so the rogues are rolling into town in their hearse. What a bunch of bad guys with their fucking leather hats and their hearses. It's a cool hearse. I like the beat up spray painted hearse. I think that's cool. So they do the clink, 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 clink. Oh, it, it does sound like the start of thing. One of them should have had a flute. Yes. Lads, the song's already been plagiarized once. There's no harm in doing it again. Like, you don't need to come up with an original composition of Warriors or whatever, you know? Could there be a flute gang? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. there could be. Yes, there absolutely could be. And they've the all got. Flautists. They've got very powerful pursed lips. Mm. And they they blow you away, they would. Talk about a stiff upper lip, am I right? <laughs> they beach brawl for a beach all. It's great. They're like, let's just come on. Let's come down here. Nine on nine. Well, next year it's like seven on nine. <laughs> They're kind of like, this is the point of why you don't interview people like Luther, I guess. It's like, why did you murder Cyrus and do all of this stuff? I don't know. I just like doing stuff like that. He's literally like a naughty kid at school, oh isn't he? It's just God. like, oh, I don't know. I just <laughs> wanted to. Sure. Well, he gets the knife in him before he can even shoot them. I expected some big fight between the rogues and the warriors. Mm. And instead, we get this complete dork trying to shoot, gets a knife in the arm, and that's him done. And that's it as well, right? Is these the rogues, right? They're the fucking the scoundrels, the antagonists in the movie. Yeah. Well, what do you think about them? Like, the orphans are tougher than them because the orphans actually at least tried to fight at one point. Yeah. You know, they the rogues are just like a lad with a gun and a bunch of guys eating caramac bars in a fucking hearse like a bunch <laughs> of plonkers, yeah? They're like the loserest of the losers. None of them try to fight back. Like, when he gets stabbed, they're all like, oh no, what do we do now? Swan somehow brings a knife to a gunfight and wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's brought a knife to a gunfight. Yes, I have. Yeah. He's played knifey gunny before by the looks yep. of things. And then who's here? Beach attire. Big day at the beach. Gramercy riffs. Yeah, rice. And they give them the all clear. Another witness came forward. They know now it was not the warriors. It was the rogues. And you better yep. believe every Gramercy riff in the NYC wants a piece of that ass. But Luther makes the very good point that no, it wasn't us. It was them, the Warriors. So, I mean, who are you going to believe? It is, there's two sides to every story, isn't it? Yeah. Don't just be listening to what the mainstream media is coming out with their facts and their evidence. This lad who just confessed to the crime. <laughs> the lad who said that it could be the other thing, his point is just as yeah. valid. Sam, it's about balance, yeah? Mm. You listen to all of the sides. The thing that happened and the thing that didn't happen. We get a, a stare down between the Rifts and the Warriors. Actually, can I just ask, because I really yeah. need to know this. Axemaster Slash over here with his fucking yeah, guitars, yeah. right? A riff is what? Is like, if I went... Is that a riff? Well, that might be a lick. Okay, all right. What, what's the difference between a riff and a lick? Well, well, a riff usually involves a catchy hook. So what, like... Oh, wait, no, shit, that's the Beatles. Hang on. Like that, but if it was catchy, right? Yeah, like that if it was catchy. Like Not like the Beatles at all. No. Definitely uh, they're not. They're not a catchy group, but, you know, like Seven Nation Army, the White Stripes, do, 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 do. That's a riff. Where some of the kind of fiddly blah, 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 solo stuff, they're, they're licks, mate. <laughs> Sorry, for some reason, when you were do, 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 I just went, in the town where I was born. <laughs> 
<laughs> that bass is pretty much just has the cadence of a Ringo Starr. Like, <laughs> you warriors are good. Real good. The best. The best. The best. <laughs> the best of you. Yeah. I mean, that's him, you know, doing some team motivation there. Sam, guess what? Some group morale. Seriously. We're the best. We're the best. Sam, guess what? I got another confession <laughs> to make. I'm your flute. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> oh God in heaven! You've Oh dear! I haven't thought about that song in a long time. Oh mm. my God! So yeah, they're the best, the they're absolute the best. best. The best. And we don't end on a kiss. We end on just a nice long walk on the beach. Well, your version ended on a nice long walk on the beach. Mine ended in panning out of the comic book panel. <laughs> On a freeze frame of them just on the beach, you don't see them walking on the beach. Oh, Jesus! You just see like a, a zoomed out thing of. Like oh, well, I just keep zooming out, and then the director like closes the comic book no, and it, turns it, around. It, I don't <laughs> like this type of thing normally. And <laughs> he puts it on the shelf, and it's like, wow, yeah. what a fucking dream factory this guy is. Those extra 73 seconds were absolutely worth it. Jesus Christ. I didn't even get the walking on the beach ending thing. I didn't oh get that. God. I got like some just freeze frames from the rest of the film. Don't I don't want that to take away from a, a great ending to a film. You want to hear that, uh, you know, that fucking classy somewhere out on that horizon. That beautiful ending, you know. Mm. Be up in neon lights, so we will. Sam, that was The Warriors. Mm. I am amazed that you are saying the positive things that you are, given that you have watched what is definitely... Like, you know when people are kind of going, like, oh, don't watch the you know the, the remakes or whatever of Star Wars. Yeah. We, we did anyway, because that was what we had. Mm. This was... I think this is a hun- This is the worst kind of, like, for your experience of enjoying it, I think it's the worst kind of asterisk you could have by your Warriors watching. Yeah. But in spite of that, what did you think of this movie? Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I loved it. Yeah. I've realised that the, the film does play out a lot like a video game. In it does, yeah. The plot is quite simple. It's like, we're trying to get home, but each time we progress onto a different station or level... There's a new set of enemies that we've got to defeat. And that's basically boss. the whole thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, new lot of guys, we'll beat them up. New lot of guys, we'll run away from them. Buff, buff, buff. Yeah, but it it's great. I, I loved it. Did you find this is a movie that, like... I mean, for me, the judge of this is, like... Because The Warriors is one of those movies that people kind of watch over and over to kind of... You know, there's, there's more to see in the background every time. Yeah, yeah. Would you think be interested in playing the game or giving the movie a watch with the original cut? I don't think I missed too much from the original cut. From I guess, what yeah. I have very hastily researched, I think... If I was ever going to watch it again, I would watch the original cut. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't watch that. I will take that back to let's face it CEX and get my money back you're gonna go to those guys and just lay, lay down the fucking law yeah this is this is not what I what I wanted you've lied sorry I don't mean to get don't want to get into like a YouTube vlog here yeah, where I, I call don't. out <laughs> so, CEX big if true Sam Chaplin destroys obliterates CEX <laughs> in must see blah, blah I think yeah if I saw it again I want to see the original cut but I don't yeah. think I missed out on too much I just got some weird additional stuff I didn't need okay video game though the video game uh, if I told you it's made by Rockstar and the same folks yes, you know, who I, made your, I your... knew that I knew it was a Rockstar game I think that's why I knew about it and it's all that soundtrack the whole way through right. uh, same look same feel obviously it's a PS2 game so it's you know it, it looks a bit 
shonky in some ways yeah but very faithful and loving almost some would say kind of like it it makes you feel more like the you're watching the warriors than actually watching the warriors at times right. because it's so every bit is expanded lovingly and yeah i think i would want to want to play that oh i'd love to co-op it with you at some time it's, it's like streets of rage yeah. type of thing like a beat-em-up thing and you and i tag team and that would be a good time mm. next time we play computer games We'll play the Warriors. We'll play the Warriors. All right. So what did you like most about it then? Was it the action? Was it just the, the kookiness? What was the main thing that you took from this? I think the the kind of world that it builds, the kooky cast of all these gangs and weird characters, and the idea that... Uh, I mean, this, this is probably a bad example, but when I saw Star Wars Rogue One, I thought that kind of proves the point that like there's so many other interesting stories in this universe that are going on at the same time. Yeah. I think if you, you focus on one of these other fucking dipshit gangs, you could... <laughs> Yeah. Spit off a whole film about them and, and their life and how they all work. Or like a limited series, a TV series yeah. where each episode focused on a different gang. Or That'd be kind of cool because like the Warriors story is very interesting. I like those characters, but the, they'll be that of all these other gangs. Mm. They'll be all their And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a really kind of weird quirky world that it builds it's very unique like in that people yeah. don't tend to approach the subject of gangs and then kind of go let's go fucking high concept goofy with this shit like if it's yeah, gang it's... like the the rumors of the warriors being remade and it has been like mm. scheduled to be remade for many years and there was a really upsetting thing that like a while ago i had read it was like a few years ago that the on tap the the schedule remake was like we're going to move it to south central la it's going to be like crips and bloods it's going to be like drive-by shootings it's like that's not what makes you this don't movie want special. it to be serious like there's no I mean, like, it is serious but it's not well when people see a gun in this movie they're like ah a gun like that's yeah. there's a sweetness about this in some weird way yeah. i find like it's kind of kid gloves in some weird ways yeah they call each other wimps you know <laughs> it's, it's fun and, and and other homophobic slurs that are less fun than wimps uh, but yeah, yeah you know not less fun, but it's got its own unique style to it it's its own thing it's got it's very much its own look its own its own vibe and whatnot would you be on the lookout for that soundtrack by any chance yes because i love the squelchy 70s synths i love them jesus i just see i what i love to do is i like to introduce friends who are mine who are very talented in musical Mm. music i love and i know i think that they'll like in the hopes that they will make music like that so right you want me to get a uh, synthesized with wooden sides yeah. and put Hi, some... I'm Kevin Mann and I'm Sad Chapman uh, Sad Chapman and I haven't seen any films and uh, welcome to Cinema Swirl <laughs> I imagine the soundtrack of this has been reissued countless times on yep. all sorts of formats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's uh, it's awesome. It's got radio inserts from, from the movie of, you know, the lady cool. and whatnot. It's very, yeah. very cool as well. Are there any spin-offs or sequels of The Warriors at all? No. The only extended universe is the video game. Okay. And them 73 seconds that you were unfortunate enough to watch. Yeah. I'm surprised. It's kind of interesting that Rockstar got the rights to do that. Yeah, it's really weird because it was a real cult random movie, and I remember hearing yeah. it and having. Se- I'd seen the movie by the time you know that the game had come out, and I was like, mm. re- "It's like someone reaching in." Like when they made they made a game of the thing around the same time as well, not Rockstar, mm. but other people. It was a very weird time in games where people were like reaching into these kind of seminal cult movies and going, "Yeah, let's make a video game of that." Like mm. you know, and it's like around the time you got the Godfather video game and shit. And nah, it's really yeah. really <laughs> random and weird. You know, but obviously Sam is going, because he didn't have the black hand edition on Wii, like Champion Mahan over here. <laughs> there may be comics, and I actually hazard a guess that there almost definitely are comics, but... Well, it- no, I, I've seen them on the uh, on the 
ultimate director's cut, mate. I've seen the comics. <laughs> I've already seen them. <laughs> yeah, it's just those few panels that you've seen in a very yeah. thin book. That's all there is. That's the graphic novel. All right, then, Sam. If you are to come out and play, give me a star rating. What's it going to be for The Warriors? I think that's a solid four star wipes. You heard it here first. Oh, hello. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin, and the editing and music was by Muggins over here. As always, you can like us on Facebook over at facebook.com forward slash cinema swell. You can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinema swell. If you've got any questions, queries, comments, or anything else, just send them over to cinemaswell at gmail.com. That's cinemaswell at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to us on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show and think someone you know would like it too, let them know about it. Recommend us to the OTP in your life. It'll really help us out. Anyway, see you next time. Bye.